Hey, 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 hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, we're back. We're back in business. Back in business. And, back to uh, basics. Back to fucking basics. My special guest, our special guest this week is ourselves. Yeah, we're giving ourselves a special little treat. Um, oh, it feels so good. We have been so lucky, quite honestly. I wanted to say blessed for a second, but then I realized that's kind of... I don't... Ah, well, blessed. We've been lucky to have... You can say blessed. That's fine. I feel very blessed I'm, that yeah. we've had so many episodes with guests. We've had 14 episodes with guests. No, wait, 13. 13. This is our 16th episode. Right. So then we had two without guests, and then... And then a lot of those had two guests, so that means we have like uh, almost twenty friends, at least. <laughs> at least who actually, you know, took us seriously enough or who we who we can us. say for sure that we've talked to for over, well, t- like two hours, at least over two two yeah, and a yeah. half hours. Anyway, but what it comes down to is, I think I don't want to speak for you, but speaking for myself, I was kind of feeling a little bit not exhausted, <clears throat> but just like not that it was a chore, but just like. You know, and it basically comes down to bringing it back to basics. Like, we haven't had a podcast in over two months with just us, and that's kind of weird, because yeah. that's how it originally started. We originally didn't even who, think who, about Who guests. did it last week? Was it Mike? Uh, yes. Mike and Arseny were on Mike last week. Mike and Arseny were on last week. Yeah. And before that, we had Natasha. Natasha and Michael. And Michael. And then before that, we had who, Rowan? Um, or was there somebody before that? Or, uh, yeah, after that. Let's take a look-see. Let's have a look. I'm going to go into the archives. To um, the archives that do not, in fact, exist online at the moment. Um, Due to some the, the only, no, yeah. The only reason I was asking you about that is because like, I felt like once I got in here and was like, they're not, they don't exist, that it would be like, oh, we're just talking to nothing. But it's not live anyway. So it's like... Yeah. No, you, it's you annoying. I mean? It's annoying and it's totally my bad. I mm. totally just like maxed out my credit card and didn't realize no, that this was good. coming out monthly. All um, good, So I just need to go through that other process that so, I did already. Of paying blah, blah, blah. Anyway, let's let's super backtrack. Boring, super boring. Let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. This can be like the, the season finale of Seinfeld. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, Hopefully it sucks less. The, the season in review. Uh, so last week, Natasha and Michael, they crushed it. Um, then the week before <laughs> that was uh, Ryan and Ian. Um, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. So we're, that was we're, such a yeah. surprise. We're not talking. We had Mike and Arseni on, then Natasha, then and Natasha, Michael, then Ryan and Ian, Eddie's and Karin, Rowan. We had Heidi and Kirsty. We had Zion. We had Claire and Emma, Lauren and Liz. We had Lily. We had Nikki and Pete and Martin. Okay. Holy smokes. Top five. My favorites uh, have, in no particular order, Ryan and Ian. Yeah. Uh, Zion. Fuck yeah. Um, uh, I forget that. You, you listed them all up, and I don't remember them. You can't see from there? No, I don't. I have horrible vision. Oh, okay. Uh, um, okay. Ryan and Ian. Zion. Nikki Raisins. Fuck yeah. Um, and... Uh, Rowan was great. Yeah, and then That's four. and then what was the very last one we did? That was Mike and Arseni. It was Mike and Arseni. That one was pretty good. I, the reason I, I bring these ones up is because these are people that I don't normally talk to. Right. That's why I think they felt special, except for Rowan. Rowan's the only one that was actually a really good friend of mine. 
But I think just because of Rowan's personality, yeah, it's just he, like lend itself to great podcasting. For, and I, I, I also hadn't seen him. We hadn't seen him in a long time. My top five. Uh, and for anybody listening, yes, Andrew's voice does sound better than mine today. <laughs> Except for when he clips his mic. Except um, for when I, yeah. So mine would be yeah. Martin was awesome. Oh yeah, Martin just, like, was really good. Total awesome surprise, first guest, and it was just Martin's Martin a beautiful would be the, man. Like, the fifth one on my list. Martin's beautiful, yeah, yeah um, for sure. in more ways than one. And so Martin, <laughs> Nikki, uh, Zion, Rowan, and Claire and Emma for sure. Oh yeah, Claire and Emma was really good too. That was that yeah. That that was the first podcast that I think you you really took the musical interlude seriously, as opposed to just an A minor chord. Oh yeah, because well, something it was, or something or something well, something. It was like just, a dog without a yep. with a dog with no bite. Back together again. That's the one. Like yeah. Fido. Well, that was only because that was ripped the up music. and chewed up like Fido to them. <laughs> well, that was because it was from the play that Emma directed me in years ago. So it was. Uh, it was called Back Together Again. So I oh wow, that. what a perfect I theme! Was really Back together, together. So I think again. if we consider this our season. Um, finale, which uh, it's not. Well, it's the season end of week. We'll start okay. season. We'll start season two next week. Okay, yeah, <laughs> fresh. Sixteen episodes a season is fresh and clean. pretty standard. Sixteen, yeah. Mm. So, what's going on with you, Evan? What's going on with me? Wow. Um, what is going on with me? Nothing. Uh, I bought some shoe polish. I'm going to polish my boots. Nice. Um, except my roommate's dog chewed my horsehair brush. Oh. But I, I can still use it. I might take some of her fucking hair for chewing it. But um, <laughs> So that's really cool. Um, there's another leak in the bar. Uh, this time it's beer. Oh, so no. it was raining beer. Not hallelujah. Uh, and... Uh, I'm seeing someone, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, you, this is getting sort of serious, but it's or not like on the well. You know what I'm saying? It's like I mean, serious in that it's not just like, yeah, we fuck on the weekends. It's it's is yeah, she, it's, is a, she it's your, a real thing. Is she your girlfriend? Yes. Okay, that's what I mean. That's yeah. see. I guess I could have said she's my girlfriend, or I have a the girlfriend. seeing somebody. Uh, there's the one. There's so many definitions of various words like oh, we're dating, we're seeing each other, we're sleeping together. We're, yeah. we're boyfriend girlfriend we're yeah. in a relationship so i, I don't mean, know yeah yeah i yeah although it was really funny today as uh i got home and uh, i had to go like i made turkey soup um because she's feeling yeah, a little sick did. so i made her some soup i ended up making like Aww. fucking like, gallons of soup i always make so much fucking food anyway it, I, that's that's what you it, have to do it's great it's Might great as well. leftovers um and uh so i had to leave right after i made the soup go to the bar and uh fix this beer this beer leak uh or attempt to just acknowledge the fact that it was there um because i can't fix it anyway um it's not our leak by the way it's the bar upstairs leaking beer on us so not my problem so before Um, it was dishwasher fluid and now uh, it's... it's just there's a fucking water curse and you know what to be perfectly honest i think that the water curse followed you by proxy the bar has a, a has a water curse, a leaking curse. Leak took a leak. Somebody took a leak in your bed. Leak. Oh my god! I think that the water demon has followed you oh, through no. proxy. Because think about it. I didn't not even think only of that. think of all the connections 
that have to do with that bar involved in that one situation. You DJ there. You met the girl there. The bed is uh, technically my bed that I had been given from the owner of the bar. Like it's all it's all connected. All and then connected. and then okay. Then both of the both the, well that whole leak situation was sandwiched between two leaks because yeah. there was the week the leak before uh-huh. we were, and the leak we at my close. house. There was a leak at your house. You don't remember that? No. I woke up one morning to water pouring on me out of the, my own ceiling into my bed. You never told me about this. Yes, I did. No, I swear to God, you didn't. There's no fucking way I didn't tell you. That was like on my mind for a week and a half. I, I didn't see you. It was Maybe. pouring on your face? Not on my face, on my chest. Oh. In any case, it sucked. Um, but yeah, anyway. So I fixed this leak, came back home, and um, uh, I, Sarah, that's her name. Um, she's real, I promise. She's a totally real person. Um Totally real. <laughs> yeah, totally I, have, real. I have met her. Yeah, she doesn't she's seem, not just a, a pillow or she's something. She's either Evan's girlfriend or a really good actor. Mm. Maybe both. Um, but uh, so I came home. She's she's currently moving into um, uh, <laughs> Heidi's uh, old apartment. So oh, no kidding. regular listeners will recognize Heidi as one of the. Oh, Australian by the way, girls. she can take your bed because we found there's okay. a bed at the theater. Great. I don't think she'll need it anymore. Oh, okay. Anyway. Good, because I like that bed. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, she, she, she they're in transition from moving, so she's staying at my house for the for. She can days. have the queen-size one, though. That's just sitting around. Possibly. She wants it. Possibly. Maybe. <clears throat> she'll probably need it in June. Okay. Um, in, in, in any case. Um, so she's staying over, and when I come home, I, I like to play a little bit of guitar, so she was just kind of like uh, playing video games, and I are just like chilling on, on, on the iPad. And uh, I was playing guitar, and uh, I played her this song that that I wrote when I was eighteen, and uh, I had to explain what it was about. And as I was explaining it, I, I realized what it was about only after I had explained it. So I was like, "Yeah, that wrote this was when I was eighteen. My girlfriend cheated on me with her English professor, and it's about uh, tying her up and leaving her in a cottage in the woods." Till she died and she's like oh shit i guess uh, i better be careful around i'm like no no oh god no not actually but because it's all I, well no see anyway. this is a perfect example of why the arts are important because mm-hmm. who knows what you would have done if you didn't know how to play guitar <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah but as i was singing i was like oh god but this is a bad decision but uh no Oh well, but did it go over fine? Oh yeah, it was totally fine. See, although now she's probably sitting in my room, being like, "God, I hope he doesn't tie me up." Well, actually, she likes. Well, it, so. you got to have a little, a little da- sense of danger in every relationship. Oh, totally. Yeah, the, the, we're t- she's totally into the tying up thing, which is great. Really? Oh yeah, totally. No kidding. That's, I uh, I've never I've never tried that. I um, <laughs> I uh, well yeah, the the easiest way to do it. Um, is if you've got like a, one of those like cheap, they're always brown. I don't know why they're always brown, but those like fold out metal, um, bed frames that you like put a box spring on. Yes. You know, and they've yes. got like the feet. Yes. You just tie two ties, like neckties around the, the two top ones. And then you can like tie arms up or, right. or whatever. Huh. Anyway. That's cool. So yeah, she's no stranger to that. Nor am I, but. Interesting. I I listened to Dan Savage made a really good point about um, 
it was kind of an advertisement for this. I, I guess it's an online. Here we are doing another advertisement. We called, <laughs> but they don't even sponsor us. Here I'm talking about them. They're called FetLife. Not no. That's like the website. Oh, okay. It's like a it's like a site that it's called Extreme Restraints. And oh oh, and they sell yeah they, they sell, sell gear. The stuff yeah yeah. And his point was that it feels weird for a lot of people who aren't super into BDSM who just want to like try things a little bit. Right. They, they they make the mistake of because they don't want to seem like like they're that like oh I'm a, I'm they a use kink shitty person. equipment. They use shitty equipment yeah. and do way more damage right, than right. if they actually bought something that was designed. Or they'd use, like, a real pair of handcuffs that would actually, yeah, like, yeah, fuck yeah. up their wrists. Yeah, totally. Or not be able to get out of. Right. Did you know that handcuffs have pretty much a universal key? Yes. So we sh- everybody, everybody should just get one. Yeah. I mean, the the idea would be where to hide it, that when you got searched, they didn't find it. Um, this is where um, body modification comes in. Right. Get, like, an inspector gadget finger. Mm-hmm. You can just press a button on your finger. It's like... It just pops out. Uh, speaking of body modification, <coughs> uh, excuse me. I uh, I found a cure for burps. No, I um, read online that you clearly didn't. No, sorry. I read online that uh, three men uh, who had nerve damage in their hands. Uh huh. So like you hear a lot about people getting replacement arms or or something like that, uh, like bionic limbs. But usually that's after they had already had their, you know, they didn't have a limb to begin right. with. So it's the choice between a shitty, shitty one that doesn't move or one that actually you control with your fucking mind. But in these cases, they still had their hands, but they had nerve damage in their hands. So they couldn't like pick stuff up. They couldn't do anything. They chose voluntarily to have their hands amputated and then replaced with bionic hands. So it's then controlled by the nerves in the... By their mind. Right. But is it hooked into like the nerves in their arm? I don't think so because there's this kind of clump of nerves the the, the nerve, nerve damage was in um basically the connection of nerves between your spine and your hand so i think what's actually happening i don't know about these ones but i've seen a couple where um because of the neuroplasticity in your brain you can basically train anything um so there was a guy that i saw with That's an so arm crazy. and he had the uh he had the nerves in his pectoral muscle um attached to the arm so basically he like at first it was weird because he was just thinking about flexing his pec in order to move his arm and it was all confusing but as you just focus you, you say yourself exactly you say like okay well i know that when i want to move my hand Wiggle this way your big toe yeah Wiggle your big toe exactly like it i remember watching a ted talk one time and regardless of how downhill those have gone over the past fucking five years the this episode was super cool it was basically like uh like Did you one see of those... the one TED Talk about how useless TED Talks are? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it was like this helmet that you put on, and it just read brainwaves. And it was completely neutral to begin with. So you looked at a screen, and there was a cube on the screen. What? And so you put on the headset, and it basically had like a learn mode and then a use mode. So in learn mode, you, the, the, all you had to do was say, think about moving the cube to the right. Think about spinning it. Just imagine clock. it. Yeah, just imagine it. They the clocked. Fuck? They clocked that wave. Think Holy about to the left. They clocked it. Think about, and then every permutation in this of this three dimensional object. Then on you know right mode, they they said okay now move it. And these people who had literally just climbed onto stage, never put this helmet on before, just went whoop 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 whoop. Holy and crap! And they could fucking move it. There's not going to be any more hardware. That's it. That's so it's fucking crazy. insane. And the helmet was like, of course, a little bulky. That's and where we're going, coming man. Out of it. I think so. Like. That's that's the future, man. Like, if you think about, like, I thought about this a lot, and it's a pretty common thing. But like, like my my dad was like 
uh, like 15 or something or, you know, 10 or 15. Yeah. The big cool thing was a pocket calculator. Right. You had a pocket calculator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could add, subtract, divide, mm-hmm. and multiply. Shit. And it was, and it was like, you know, the size of a, like an eight by 11 piece of, of course, paper. Of course. Yeah. And for big pockets. And then, and then I was having that thought when I was 15, I'm like, man, we have like computers now. We have like phones and like, dude, I was thinking crazy. about that today. Like I was like, like, where's my phone? Because I needed to go online for something. I was like, wait a second. Why are we even still calling them fucking phones? You know, yeah. like, I guess it's like a, it, it's almost like a, you know, total, uh, um, what's the word not nomenclature but um uh what, when a word doesn't mean what it actually means uh a mon- noma nem- anyway um Numont- no i don't know uh, you know do you know, the, you you know, yeah, you know yeah. the where i'm yeah, yeah, where yeah. i'm going with it anyway um why okay that's that's going to bother me i can't i can't keep thinking about it but um yeah it's just like remember when we would do math and we would have to learn we couldn't use the calculators for some parts because like you're not going to be walking around with a calculator in your pocket. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh. Yeah. I am. Now That's you're gonna the be least walking, impressive thing. Now you're going to be walking around pocket. with like a. Com- everybody's just going to have a computer in their brain that you'll be able to think about and just like. And yeah. Like the same way you think about moving a cube. Yeah. You're going to be able to think about like. Man, like imagine just having like the information of the internet just in your brain. I actually watched a made-for-TV like teen movie about that in the '90s. I don't remember what it was called, but this guy was on the phone. This is back when, when dial-up was the internet. And so he was on the phone in a in a thunderstorm and lightning struck the phone and like... <laughs> and then he had the internet in his head. And so like it was crazy at first because it was like all this information and be walking down the street and he'd see a guy and he'd be like, oh shit, this is a guy from like the most wanted website. Yeah. So he started like solving crimes and then he started going on like trivia shows Holy and winning crap. lots of money and yeah. stuff. But like what's scary about that is that like I want it. I want that because it's basically becoming, you know, semi-omniscient. Or imagine you cut out the middleman of like of like Facebook, where you have yeah. this this w- website that has everybody's, you know, whatever information you put up there. You can sort of find out about people right. just by searching them up on the internet. Right. And you can know who their friends are, what their interests are, what they do for a living, all this stuff. Yeah. But imagine if that was just like in your brain about everybody. See, the old man in me says like, "Where's the fun in that?" You know, like, what I do? I really want then, to then just all of a sudden, know. There's no mystery. You know what? Maybe that's what they're fucking talking about in terms of like the age of Aquarius and like a consciousness yeah. shift is that like, you know, everybody's going to know everybody. And it, essentially, if you want to bring it into like hippie terms, that's when everybody becomes one. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we're almost at that point where, I mean, it takes a couple extra actions. Yeah. But like everybody. Well, we're talking, we're talking about like now how everybody's cutting down in privacy. Yeah. You know, pretty much everybody's just going to know everybody. And that, that's kind of weird because we've sort of set up our lives of having privacy as like a value and like we've sort of, that's how we set up our lives and yeah. think about yeah, yeah, yeah. existing in the world. But if that just went away and all of a sudden you were just connected and were the same person, yeah. more or less. It would take a little bit of a shift. It's I actually so saw crazy. this really interesting short film uh, called Wind a couple days ago. Uh-huh. And it's, a, it's like maybe a 10 minute cartoon. And I think it, it has... It, there's no words in it and I guess it's open to interpretation. What I got out of it was like the the folly of dependency. So what happens in this film is like, you know, 100 kilometer an hour gale force winds like at all time coming from going from the left to the right. And so you see a guy just like walking into the wind and like his hat flies off and he pulls a hat out of his bag, puts it on. 
And so he's just like continues to put on a hat, put on a hat, put on a hat. Um, going away. You you see people like sitting at a picnic table, and you know the or it's basically like a bar. And the bartender, like, instead of pouring people drinks, he, like, holds his drink up and just starts tipping it. And people hold their glasses up as the wind blows the water into their cups. Right. Um, you'll see, and, like, the way that kids play, like, the, the like mothers will tie their kids to a string and, like, stake the string into the ground. And yeah. the kids are flying up in the air. Cut to this, you, this guy goes underground and... He walks down a set of stairs, and you see this old man winding this huge gear. And so the the man comes down, taps the old man on the shoulder. The old man with the beard stops, walks away, says goodbye. As the gear stops turning, you realize that the gear has been powering these huge fans. And so when the old man stops turning this gear, the fans stop. And so, like, the kids fall down. The people, like, the the guy walking to the wind falls forward. You know, the guy who had his shower pointed horizontally, actually showering with it, starts to drip downwards and he he isn't showering anymore. And so they're all like, what the fuck? And people are getting upset about the fact that there's no wind. And then the dude who replaced the old man starts turning the gear again. The wind starts up. Uh And then everybody's everybody's cool. Like, okay, thank God. And it's like... Yeah, the idea that like maybe we're living with all these things that we're used to just based out of, you know, the fact that it's like normal to to us, you know, we're dependent on it. We're dependent on and some I don't know. I read a couple of the comments and some people were like, well, maybe this has to do with oil, you know, because like we rely so much on oil, but we know that like we'd be better off without it. It's the idea that every time you have a development in technology, you, it, it just makes your life more convenient and, and faster, really. Like all of a sudden, yeah. you cut out steps uh, yeah. for doing something, and you can you live your life at a higher pace because yeah, yeah. you have all of this technology that helps you advance further. But it's like that. If like the wind turns off, mm-hmm. you're like, boom, 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 boom. yeah, wait a second. And that's like that's like that feeling of like leaving your phone at home. Yeah, you're leaving. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. Now if I want to get in touch with somebody, how many steps is it? I have exactly. to go like to a computer and yeah, find yeah. something and message somebody, and it's just like this whole crazy thing. So I don't know. It's gonna leave us pretty vulnerable, you know, if you think about it. But, but uh, there's there's gonna be some kind of thing like, I mean, like you were talking about having a computer in your head. Like I feel like that's where it's going. And what's so strange is that like it almost feels like this weird, like, rush to some inevitable and unknown and uninvited end. Not an end, but. Um, you know, future. Well, yeah. Like, the, the, nobody's no asking for any of this shit. No. It's just like out of out of our hands. It's really. out of our hands. It's just like, I think capitalism has a lot to do with it. The sense that like, man, I'm totally good. Like my phone does everything I want it to do. I'm living yeah. very comfortably. My computer like is great. I don't need any, whatever the fuck is like smart watches or fucking VR, like right. any of this shit that people are like, oh, well, this is the next big thing. Like, it, I mean, we could just stop now and be totally fine. Right. But if, you know, the people making this stuff stopped now, then yeah, I mean, that's not I mean, people their own... have had their basic hierarchy of needs met for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you could you could have this exact same conversation like 100 years ago. You know? Yeah. I have my butter churner. Yeah. I don't need... But here's what's <laughs> fucked up about that. Is that like, yeah, yeah, they had their butter churner and we've got our iPhones. But at the same time, like, the the things that people really need to change are not changing because there's no incentive to do it financially. You know, it's like right. world hunger, all these, all right. this shitty stuff that I could go on and on and on about. 
that doesn't change. That just seems to be getting worse because of our desire and dependency on all these fancy yeah. things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think within our lifetime, there's going to be some cataclysmic disaster that is either going to wipe out humanity or probably more likely in my estimation probably be disastrous and cause a lot of pain and suffering but we'll we'll also just as likely just sort of balance things out yeah you know like in the, the latest bill burr special he's like people are always talking about global warming and all these issues and like you know meat, meat consumption and this right. and that and he's like nobody has the balls to say that like 80 percent of you have to go that's really <laughs> what it is man and what used to happen it, what used to take care of that was diseases and pandemics yeah but we've gotten really good at preventing that shit i'm pretty good at it i mean a lot of it was pretty simple like just don't live in your own shit yeah. And you'll be all right yeah, for exactly. most things. Or don't be live in, in rat-infested places yeah. and this and that. But I mean, I think what what's crazy is like I was talking about it the, the last episode and the episode before that about this guy, Randall Carlson, who, who talks about all these, you know, cataclysmic events that have happened in the history of our planet that like, I mean, I guess if you think about it too much because it's inevitable slash unpredictable, and out of our control, you'd go fucking crazy. But like, we're we're in a fucking cosmic shooting gallery, you know? Like a yeah. meteor could hit anywhere on the planet, yeah. anytime. And we don't really have a plan for that. We're kind of living in this blissful ignorance, even about the stuff we can control. You know, even about global warming and overconsumption yeah. of natural resources. We're just kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah. It's you have really you good. have you have your known unknowns, and then you have your unknown unknowns. Yeah, you know. That's the thing. That. Some sometimes, I mean, I think everybody thinks about this, and like I think the the like the prevalence and popularity of like a zombie apocalypse uh-huh. kind of lends credence to this fact or this idea that people maybe are a little bored. And the idea of some natural disaster or crazy yeah. apocalyptic event happening is like almost titillating, you know? You're like, yeah. you know, what would I do in this situation? Yeah. You know, well, everything think, would change. I think a lot of these these kind of ideas that show up in movies or, you know, the art of the day, whatever it is, whether it's film or, or TV or books or whatever, uh, sort of always sort of mirrors in some broad way, the, like, like the general sort of fear yeah. of that. Cause you know, by creating art or whatever, you're usually trying triumphing over or trying to understand some, some sort of, um, some, something that's unknown or intangible yeah. or something that causes suffering in some way. And so if that's, if that's based around fear, you have this idea of like, like the, the whole zombie thing, yeah. which gained in a lot of popularity. And I heard one thing, I forget where I heard this, but it, it, someone was talking sort of generally about, yeah, like the like the idea um, in horror movies of like like some sort of monster, mm-hmm. like a boogeyman type Having, character, yeah, like, like a singular. It's based on enemy, the zeitgeist of of what we're afraid or of, like, in our or like of a vampire, mm-hmm. of like some other, yeah, that is just out to get you, yeah. You and know, so like and so the zombie for, movies, for the longest yeah. for the longest time, that that I think is somewhat informed by just propaganda. Like when you're when you're living in a in a war. Well, look at the fifties, man. Look at like fifties. You have like fear of the body snatchers. Yeah, body body snatchers. snatchers, Communism, basically McCarthyism incarnate. You know. And and then I heard one theory about like the whole interest in zombies lately is like, it seems like people are sort of getting away from that, and now the fear is more just of the untamed masses. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think the untamed masses lends itself like to and diseases like the, and the stuff ir- to the zombie the, thing. The irrational yeah. crowd that mm-hmm. we all live in, you know, and then we think, all yeah, it's a mix of that and like the 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 advancement of technology beyond our own yeah, comprehension. Yeah, you know? because you know, as, as we're talking from people who live in 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 cities where you know, I think Montreal. This is why I like Montreal, but a lot of cities like Toronto or New York, or you know, even Vancouver to a degree. In places where I've traveled, is you 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 really don't have unless you find it, mm-hmm. like just a sense of community. You know, right. it's not like you're living in like a small town where everybody kind of knows each other. Sure. Everybody's kind of looking out for each other. You know, like I grew up on in a very small town where it was kind of like that, and you had this sort of right. sense of of community, which I feel like as people live in more and more in cities, uh, goes away, and all Completely. of a sudden you're, you're surrounded by you know exponentially more people. But you're also like you're alone in a crowd, you know. Yeah. But that's that's very 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 true. And like you don't, you're all of a sudden scared of your neighbor. Yeah. You know. You have no idea. You don't know who he are. is. Yeah. And then the, that neighbor just stretches out in every direction, and you don't know them at all. And if one thing goes wrong, who knows what the fuck is how all these people you don't know are going to react. You know, because like a lot of times if something goes horribly wrong in a community, people just come together. Yeah. You know, and you would I hope that in you know big cities if there's some sort of disaster people will reach well, out to that, each other that's usually what you see that's usually what you see but i think there is that fear uh when you when you know something's not happening of like what is going to happen to this huge crowd of people because you do see the other side of it too with people looting and rioting in certain yeah. situations and that that's actually <clears throat> that's one thing that you know because if you know your neighbor you're not going to steal his tv yeah but if you if you it's but, fucking walmart I mean, at the same time like did you ever see the movie contagion Mm-mm. um it was uh soderbergh and uh i mean a good enough film the execution was a little off it was a little jilted and mm-hmm. kind of unfocused but uh, amazing cast um do you know the premise of it no so it's basically like the idea of the beginning of like a normal zombie movie. Some some crazy virus breaks out and everybody starts blah, blah, blah. But people don't turn into zombies. They just fucking die. <laughs> and so like billions of people are dying. And so like you, you, um, you, you look at like the, the World Health Organization and the bureaucrats talking about like, holy shit, like where, where's patient zero, blah, 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 blah. But at, at one level... Um, spoilers Matt Damon is like One of the main characters And his wife Gwyneth Paltrow She She just like Comes back from vacation Dies You know The next day Like Like she comes back Within like a few hours She's dead wow. Within like another Six hours His son's dead And just like There's a couple people Who are immune to the virus Blah 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 But it gets to the point Where it's like Kind of like in in some Zombie movies But like There's not enough food For people Government completely dissolves And that's when like like there's a scene where he's like breaking into his neighbor's house he's like john john you here and like he's just there to get fucking like cereal out of their shelves you know it's like i'd like to think that you know if you know your neighbor you're not going to do that but there's there's this weird self-preservation aspect where it's like well if you don't know know? if your neighbor's dead or not or you know well no but same thing it's like a lot of variables yeah (laughs) that it's weird because we it it's an idea that's so prevalent in pop culture but no, it's never really happened, you know. Nothing like that has ever really happened, aside from like, no, I don't know, the the Black Death, you know. Like, yeah. when was the last time there was a crazy like a outbreak big epidemic? I mean, I you, mean, like you hear SARS, you hear, swine yeah, you hear flu. The, the, the news a lot of. Um, I had swine flu. Yeah, it's like you get the I'm flu. Fine. How many people die of the flu every yeah. year? Like that was so stupid. 
and all of a sudden, ooh, we got a, uh, we got a vaccine. And yeah. unless like somebody somewhere is making a lot of money off of oh, it. Oh, guaranteed they're making you know? a lot of fucking money off it. That's that's kind of like, another if, like, plot if, point if, of that like, movie. And it's like, okay, what is swine flu going to do to you? It's going to like kill you, right? Yeah. So, you know, in worst case scenario. What... And so everybody's putting money into like a vaccine. Oh, we're going to do this and promote it and blah, blah, blah. And they're putting all this money into it. And it's like, if we're really worried about things that are killing us, how about, you know, you invest more in like, like there's so many other things that are just causing death, like cigarette smoking, fucking car. Here's the thing, man. We're, we're a reactionary species. You know, it's like, we know the cigarettes are killing people. We're smoking them right now. Yeah. Because like it's not like I think Joe Rogan had the, like a really interesting way of putting it. Like if you smoked a cigarette, and you know, so say I don't know what like whatever the percentage of people that smoke die from cancer. Yeah. If you had that same percentage of people that on their first cigarette, that same percentage of, of people it blew up in their face and they just died. And they died. Then it would be no one nobody would ever, would ever smoke. do it. That's so be, funny. And they'd be like, no, 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 you can't do this. Like yeah, fuck, and yeah. no one would ever. Nobody do would it. ever do it. But because That's it so takes crazy. years, it's just like. That's yeah, so I'll take funny. my chances. I like it. All right, I heard another one. Uh, I think it was Duncan Trussell talking about this, and he's like, "I was standing outside of the comedy store. And I was, was some... standing outside of. The... I was standing outside <laughs> of the man, and it was like he was talking. Anyway, his his point was that um, <laughs> there was this guy talking to him about um, uh, what do you what do you call it the um, like the. The, the the shit in the air that the government is spraying. Oh and, um, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, out of the plains, um, con- chemtrails. Chem about, about chemtrails. chemtrails. Like, they're spraying chemtrails on us, man. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. he's smoking a cigarette. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like, man. It's like, or 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 just the idea that you know, oh, there's these chemtrails. It's like what chemtrails are is like when a plane flies through the air, they leave contrails. Yeah. And it's like, well, why do they follow the same patterns? And it's like. You think planes just fly in <laughs> random directions in one, like... Yeah, yeah, You follow a, pla- a path. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, how about the idea that we're just totally okay with incinerating a shitload of jet fuel into <laughs> yeah. the air? And that's yeah, yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Like, that's the chemtrail. Yeah. You know, the cigarette is the chemtrail that you've been tricked into, like, you know, b- spending all this money on and everything. <sighs> that's the thing, man. I feel like there's... I fucking get off on conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah. You know, I think it's just like, it gives oh, it's you so that, appealing, like, though. that it's... like ghost story around the campfire yeah, yeah. tingle. I remember, I remember staying up like all night watching like a 15 part 9-11 conspiracy documentary. Loose change? Uh, it wasn't loose. Ch- it was another one. I Zeitgeist? watched that one too. No, it wasn't Zeitgeist. It wasn't, um, it was, it was kind of an, an, an anonymous one, but it was okay. like really, really long. Yeah. And, you like once it sucks you in, you're like, oh yep. shit, yeah, yes, yeah, this is insane, yeah. wow. And then you like the spooky music goes away, yeah, and you start actually thinking about it, and it's like, well, you know, you know what? Like when I, I actually watched one a couple of days ago, and some some parts of these crazy like conspiracy theory videos actually make me question my own reality i'm like wait 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 that doesn't make sense like and obviously i don't know anything about it there's no way that i can validate the story of the conspiracy theorist or you yeah. know reality i don't know which one is true they might as well both be true because i can't prove either yeah. one of them but like 
I don't know, man. There's so many things that are not explained that, you know, what? And again, it comes up up again and again and again and again. It's like, because there's there's, there's two knee-jerk reactions to something like that. When something's sort of unknown or weird or unexpected or something that you haven't experienced before. Like something like 9-11 had never happened before. Right. Ever. Yeah. Um, But... You know, when something like that happens, it's so crazy. And there's naturally going to be a lot of unexplained shit. Yeah. You know, it's it's a crazy happening. Yeah. And it's like the one thing is to be like, no, nothing, nothing weird could have happened. Exactly. I'm a skeptic. Exactly. There's got to be a rational <laughs> explanation or it's like for UFOs or, yeah, yeah. or anything like this. Yeah. And then the other one is like, it's the government. There's, yeah. there's the, it's the Illuminati. Yeah. It's the, see, and then, and then in either case, you kind of have your predetermined uh conclusion well and it's confirmation bias man yeah anything new that you see will either fit or not fit you your know. own preconceived bias about it and i tend to err on the side of you know the rational the science right but even you know because i do agree with science at its core yeah i think that a lot of um scientific thought and the way that it's constructed does follow a lot of politics and a lot of just human yeah. things but at its core science is something that isn't always changing and the tr- the true scientist looks at the observable data and reaches conclusions based. They on want that. to be wrong. They want to be exactly. Well, I mean, science in general. I mean, mo- some people that that you know discover yeah. things, they definitely don't want. But to But it wrong. does. It does. And it's not. Bit, but, the, the, but, the, the, but the problem with it is, it doesn't always end up that way. Yeah. You get a lot of people who want to get published. You have a yeah. lot of people who get involved in like politics of it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people are really uncomfortable with not knowing. Yeah. You know, and it's like. But that's that's how that's where science grows out of is like, mm-hmm. OK, we don't know. So let's try to figure it out. Exactly. And it's like or it's like, well, you know, evolution is just a theory. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, so is gravity. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything's a fucking theory. It's yeah. a theory. Like nobody. What is the what is the truth? There's no truth. There's just what we can see and figure out and like repeat what repeat. That's the whole thing is like repeatable. See, I, what, what's crazy is I can totally understand. I mean, I obviously don't agree with it, but I can totally understand the people who say who are just like extreme like creationists or something like that, where they say like, listen, man, I got no way of proving that the earth is more than 6,000 years old. Like I got this book that my parents and my grandparents told me is fucking true. So like, I'm going to believe that. Something that, that. I've defined my entire life yeah, by exactly. this point. Exactly. So it's like, I, I understand that. And at the same time, what I don't understand is like how fucking crazy it is that you have all these theories of intellectual discipline that can determine the age of the earth or like you know different periods like oh well we had the holocene period and the triassic and just like what like you're each one of our lifespans exists for like a hundred years but basically because we've had this compendium of knowledge right that you know that's just you just that's it okay and i i get it and i totally support it and i totally believe it when it comes to comes to science, but at the same time, I'm like, I guess I'm just an uneducated fuck because I really don't know. There's no. I mean, I'm way not. I'm not know. a geologist. If I was a geologist, I might be able to explain how we come to these conclusions, you know. Or if I was an astrophysicist, I might, you know, understand why the Big Bang is such a prevalent theory, mm. you know. But I, I also think you, you know, you have these theories that work to a degree, um, but then it takes. You know, sort of, you always, you always have to be willing to just throw everything away, which is a really hard thing for, yeah. for people to do in general. I think it also you know, another whether, problem whether is... Whether you're dealing with, you know, theories of how the universe was created or, you know, just relationship patterns. Well, when, or, and even when it comes down to that, it's like, 
I feel like a problem that I have and a lot of, um, I think almost everyone has, is this like desire and importance placed upon meaning. You know, things right. need to mean something. Like, yeah. why are we here? Even that question, like the question, that's the fucking question. Why are we here? Yeah. Well, maybe there really isn't an answer to that. You know, maybe there's no reason why we're here. There's no meaning to any of this. But, like, at the same time, you can derive meaning. I derive meaning from, like, you know, day-to-day shit, you know? Like, we're... Yeah, Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, that has sort of... I'm kind of an existentialist that way. I think... I don't think there's any inherent meaning. I think life is pretty absurd. Yeah. Um, And it's... is Is it a big joke? No. I mean, I'm not... I'm not even opposed to certain ideas about, you know, spirituality and, like... You know, I think there's a lot, there's something really profound in you know, the universe sort of becoming conscious of itself, yeah. even to a small degree. Well, no, that well, that's true. That's exactly what we are. We are the universe right. becoming conscious and, and, of itself. And, and we're the universe conscious of itself, even if we only are be, are privy to a certain sliver of the exactly. universe that we're able to perceive yeah. based on how our biology works. Um, and do I think there's anything beyond that? I think there most fucking certainly is. Of course there is. We yeah, but know. just not based on, that's what's crazy. Is like, like, look at an ant and an ant's perception of the world. I think it's pretty likely that we, like, the difference between ants and us, I'm sure there's, you could go just as much further past us. Exactly. And what's interesting is that we can only imagine, like, you know, even in our search for life on other planets, we base it off of the fact that, you know, well, we need water, so we're going to look for life on places that have water, because that's all we know. Yeah. You know, it's like... (sighs) I don't remember who posed this question. I think it was on uh, on NPR. Um, and I don't remember if I've talked about this before on the podcast. or the, the last couple ones, I got really drunk. So I really don't remember whatever I talked about. But <laughs> name 10 people who lived in 15, the 1500s. 10 people? The 1500s? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I could, I'm sure I know of yeah. 10 people, but I don't like know that they lived in the 1500s. But. So that's... 500 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. How can anybody expect to, you know, people have this idea of like immortality based on, you know, meaning and influence and like what you've done for the world and blah, right. blah, blah. If you're a great writer, or a great builder yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like, no, man. No. I mean, I mean, like we, we've cataloged a lot of people. Like if you go on Wikipedia and look at like the year 1500, there's going to be hundreds of people that come up. But if you looked at that list, you'd be like, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is. So it's like, I think when it comes to, you know, making an impact in life, I think it has to be more, you got to narrow it down a bit and allow that impact to come through literally in your day to day life. Yeah. You know, just be good. Yeah. Yeah. Be a nice person. Understand your own sort of impermanence. You know, you're going to die one day. (laughs) You know, what's interesting though, is like, We've talked about Interstellar before on the podcast, but like those opening scenes where they're they're kind of videoing, they're they're having video interviews with like really old people talking about like yeah, and that the, the field started dying, we didn't know what was happening, blah yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. I forgot about that sequence. And then it's just like, is that going to be us? Is that going to be us in like sixty years? Like, yeah, sorry, kids, we knew this was yeah. happening, and now look at it. It's yeah. just like. You know, we've we've blamed previous generations for our own problems now. Mm-hmm. Imagine what's going to happen in two generations from now. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. 
I had a, I had every a, snowflake believes that they're not the one responsible for the avalanche. I had a really funny moment the other day, watching one of those retarded like BuzzFeed videos. Don't that, use that, that word. That people what retarded or BuzzFeed. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're kind of <laughs> synonyms. But it was but. from one of those you know articles or videos that you always see being posted all over Facebook. But it was like, this is what happens when um, four different couples like just stare into each other's eyes for five minutes and it was like it was two people who'd never met uh a couple that was on their like second or third date and i guess they like got signed up for this study somehow (laughs) hey come uh, come over (laughs) let's uh, let's do this and there was um like a young married couple that were like 30 and they had a kid and there was uh one couple that had been married for like 10 years and there's one couple that had been married for like 40 years, sure. like an old couple. Okay. And like the video plays this like very kind of inspirational music while they're all just sort of looking at each other. But the one that really got to me was the old couple. And like the young people were kind of like, oh, this is weird. And then they sort of like have this connection and it's kind of beautiful, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But the old couple was so interesting because they were like, what did that, what did that feel like? And the, the old lady's like, it felt really weird. I've, we've known each other for, you know, 50 years and we've never done that. Never just sat and like looked at each other. Apparently they've never done ecstasy. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've done that. Well, of course they haven't. Yeah. But, but in the cold course of the day, and the guy was like, I realize, I just thought that like, I realized like how much I actually like need, need you in my life. Right. And, like, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else. And wow. they're both, like, old and yeah. sort of their bodies are falling apart. Yeah, yeah. And they're, like, they just, you just, they just, he just, like, said it, like, he felt, like, incredibly just vulnerable, like, how much you actually were dependent on this person. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like, it was such, it was kind of, like, on the verge of being, like, really corny and just sort of sappy. Yeah. But at the time, I was just, like, that's so beautiful. No, that is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. And, you know, you hear people talking about, like, love you know, it's just a social construct. It's just like lust and friendship. Right. Mm, I don't think so, man. No. I don't think so at all. And what's interesting to me though, is that like that, it, you know, it, when you talk about love, it's always two people, yeah. you know, it's two people that like, you just want this connection with one other person. You just want one other person to understand you. And that's enough. Yeah. What's interesting is that like, it's almost like we're moving in in this way with like you know social media and like we're talking about just like lack like not lack of privacy but like this dis- dissolving of privacy it's almost like it's moving beyond the the one person thing mm-hmm. you know like you you get value based on how many different people you know like your video or something yeah. like that yeah but it's- like i fucking i i'm so into that man you know what i Something that that I kind of punch myself in the face about is like I don't fall in love easily, but I love yeah a lot of people. Or you you not that I love a lot of people, but like you mean you mean like in romantic relationships or like just in general in general like my my friends like i don't know i'm not an angry drunk i'm like a super lovey drunk so yeah. like if i get drunk we've experienced this before i'm like i love you yeah. so much and like it's not that i don't mean it it's just like sometimes like even with this like 
with this Sarah thing, you know, I'll come home and if I'm fucking drunk, I have to try so hard to not just be like, I love you. Right, because I there's love so much. you. Yeah. Because there's just... I, because you so do in much, a way. I do in a way, yeah. you know? And even if I've only met you twice, if yeah. maybe it's just like this insecurity that I have within myself well, and just like this idea that I want to be loved. You know, this Romeo and Juliet idea of like less the idea of they were in love but they were in love with being in love that's what it, yeah in love with yeah. being loved. that's what it is that's what it is especially in especially in romantic relationships i don't think this really happens um with friendships so much i think i mean i think for for me friendship has to go a lot deeper for me to get to that point yeah because i've got a lot of friends that like you know i i i am I almost want to say I'm in love with, you know, like yeah. it would break my heart yeah. to oh, not yeah. be around that person. For sure. For sure. Like, yeah, like uh, this is something that I've talked about a lot. Like, like, like how many people I have in my life that I, that I would say that like, I honestly love like right. you and Mike and Jake and Corinne and Elise. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just like, you know, you, you just, it's, it's, it's the sense that somebody like really knows you. Yeah. And that's the, the fucked up part about, um, relationships like romantic relationships yeah. is because I heard it was put really well. There's a podcast I like a lot called Wiretap. This mm. guy, Jonathan Goldstein, yeah, yeah. CBC, and he tells random stories. And he's talking about how he's interviewing his parents actually about um, love. And it's like, he was like, when, when you guys first met each other, did you, was it like love at first sight? Did you like help them to love each other? It's like, no, I didn't love your father for a long time. Right. I didn't even, I didn't even know your father. Yeah. You know, wow. you get together with somebody and you're, you know, even for years and you don't even really know them. Right. You know, because fucking, I don't know what it is about romantic relationships, but in my experience, like when I'm like, you know, with a girl, mm-hmm. I'm like a complete, I feel like a completely different person. You know, I'm just like kind of uncom- like a little bit on edge, a little right. bit uncomfortable. And I'm trying to like compensate for that by like being cool. See, I feel like the exact opposite. The exact opposite. I feel like I I become more of myself than I am even with myself, mm. which is kind of scary sometimes, you know? Like, I almost get way too comfortable. Right. And I feel like, you know, sometimes I have to, like, step back for a second and be like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Leave yeah. something to the imagination, you know? Yeah. It's like, but I feel like that might be why you... Um like have more romantic relationships than me, for example, because <laughs> yeah, you, you feel more comfortable in that, in that scenario than I do. Because when I do, it's like I get anxious. I get like, you know, part of me gets attached. And then when it doesn't work right. out, I like feel really shitty. But like I, I place a lot of like stakes in it, right. probably because it doesn't happen that often, you know. And that and that brings out like the nervous, anxious part of me, right? you know, which isn't really me. Like mm-hmm. if I could just be myself, yeah, then it would be fine probably, yeah. you know. But, uh I don't know. It's weird, but like, and well, anyway, just to finish the, the previous thought, he's like, no, like the, the, uh, your father and I, like, we didn't love each other for a long time. I didn't know. It's like you grow to love each other, mm. you know, and that's how it works with friendships. I think is you grow to love each yeah. other, and same with like a real, real long-lasting relationship like that. Yeah. Is you grow, uh, you grow to love each other, and a lot of times you grow to hate each other, <laughs> yeah. you know, which happens, yeah. you know. But you know what's an interesting thought is that like, I don't know. Speaking from my own perspective, I've I've been in love and i think truly i mean the the whatever however you want to define that word or that feeling more than once and it doesn't denigrate you know the past loves don't denigrate on the current or potential loves which is a weird fucking feeling you know so like you got to think like when you were in love with somebody 
you know, that's just almost a fucking matter of circumstance. You right. know, it's like we were in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And whether or not this is going to continue or not, you know, it'll probably happen again. Yeah. Or same thing with friendships. You know, you can have a really... Me- I've had, like... I'm lucky to to have maintained, and th- this is like I guess a, a fucking kudos to social media, is that like I've maintained all my really good friendships, even over you know the distance of an entire country. You yeah. know, like uh, whenever I go back home, they're still my best friends. Yeah, and I've developed new best friends based yeah. on the fact that I've moved, and so like, you know, in some weird bizarre world where every one of my you know my lover and my friends disappeared. Or say I moved or whatever, you know, it, it, it's kind of a weird thing to accept that, like, that'll happen again, you know, like yeah. that, that you can, you know, and it completely won't, it, fresh and it won't start. Be, it and, won't be the same, but that's how you grow as a person. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so, like, uh, definitely something that I've experienced through having, you know, this. So, see, it's so weird because it, it's so fresh. This this new relationship thing is so fresh, and we had a conversation a couple weeks ago, walking home from the podcast, about like, you know, better to have loved than lost, blah blah blah, and this idea yeah. that like, you know, maybe one of my, you know, my anxiousness about, you know, wanting to be in a relationship with this girl stemmed from the fact that I've been in a few, more than a few, and it's like, do I really want to fucking go through this insane cycle yeah. and blah blah blah, but like. I guess that's just, I kind of have to acknowledge, like, that's just what kind of person I am, you know? I I, I don't think I'm so far into the realm of, like, you know, those people who say I'm a better person with somebody? Uh-huh. I don't think that's me because, I don't know, I've, I've been single for for over a year, or I had been, and I was doing okay. I was doing fine. I was yeah. digging it, and... I wasn't, you know, in the constant search for some kind of meaningful relationship. I mean, some nights, definitely, I would say so. But that's just based on alcohol and loneliness. But uh, at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I guess this is just who I am. And I, you kind of have to just acknowledge, you know, this is the right place. This is the right time. Okay, let's just fucking roll with it. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, it, who knows what's going to happen, you know. And again, people don't like, you know, not knowing. That, that's a, a big that's what gets people into a lot of trouble in so yeah. many issues I see it everywhere it's like I don't know what's gonna happen um, and then as soon as you start ex- like expecting things to go yeah. a certain way that's yeah. when things get fucked up <laughs> yeah. instead of just like rolling with it and letting go and just like being taken you know I've told you this before you I feel get, like, like you're good at that I am and I, yeah yeah I mean it's my gen- it's my general life philosophy Right to just like go with the flow because you know that's how it's it's caused and it's yes it's caused me more um uh i think i think having that kind of general mindset makes me a happy person in general yeah um and it makes me pretty comfortable with just like being myself by myself and like I'm better that way. But then, you know, there's two sides of it. It's like, okay, well, I could trade that for, like, more intense experience in life. Or like, yeah, I guess. See, I'd know. say that's my philosophy, too. I mean, I, I've said it, like, ad nauseum, but my motto, if I had one, would be just say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really funny is, like, I... Somehow, Josh and I got in the conversation about this today at work, um, about how 
I, I and I kind of on my walk home, I kind of broke it down into like really meaningful, only only looking back events that I never would have thought were meaningful in the first place, like uh, deciding to go to the, to my audition for music school. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving the list of apartments that I had on a piece of paper in a cab. Going down to do my laundry after letting it build up for two weeks because I was depressed. Those so funny how that happens. Those three things. Any one of those things, or and the other one was against my own better judgment, talking to Rowan about sound design. Yeah, those things like completely changed my life. And then there's all the ones that you don't even that don't even occur to you. No, yeah. because I always, I always like trace always things back. Those things? I, it's yeah. not even that I always remember. I am all like constantly. I'm just thinking like I would not be here if it weren't for that one event. There's many events that could have happened all all throughout my entire yeah. life. That had they happened or not, I'd still be in the same place. But there's know. ones I mean, that are just like so simple. But, here, but I think that's totally connected to the whole idea of like saying yes to most things because then yeah. every decision you make takes you in a different direction. Exactly. Instead of a lot of people who, uh, you know, in general say no or hesitate. Yeah. Or no, stick, I'm or good. Stick to I'm some doing pattern. what I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. Yeah. Then if you do that, um, then all of a sudden your de- your decisions don't really affect your life that much because right. you're just following a path. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And then you can trace it back and it's not that surprising. Exactly. But if you, like, yes, if any of those certain things were to be different, you would be in a different place. Mm-hmm. But that different place would be based on just as many variables. Oh, definitely. Going definitely. a certain way. And right? that, that's what's fucking crazy is like, I... And it's not like your life would, it would be totally different. Who knows? Maybe it'd be better, maybe it'd be maybe. worse, but it would just still be my life. You right. know? It would still... Or maybe not. Maybe I'd be dead. But maybe like it's just crazy to think about these random experiences that like really honestly only started happening once I cleaned the slate and moved away. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's interesting. I was listening to uh, the Joe Rogan podcast with um, Christopher Ryan, the latest one, uh, one of the one of the more recent ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard that one too. And uh, they're talking about. Um, uh, compulsive liars yeah, and how yeah, that yeah. like they you know they they fucking burn bridges you know they, they can never stay around the same place for too fucking long right. because they just fuck things up and it's like well the only thing I can do is leave or you can't keep track yeah. of it all and that's what happened to me in, in Edmonton <laughs> I you know like I, I was cheating on my girlfriend with somebody in our direct friend group and it was all just like so much bullshit that I like literally one of the main deciding reasons why I went came like, here. I was like, ah, I can't do this. I'm <laughs> fucking leaving. Yeah. And you know, since I've been here, there've been, you know, there've been instances where like, maybe that could have happened, whatever. But you know, that's when I started realizing like, Oh my God, my life is my own creation. Yeah. That's what's fucking crazy is that like, you can live without your reputation preceding you. If you want, yeah. If you just, you can just fuck off, and so yeah. like that. That's kind of what I've cultivated here. Mm-hmm. Is like I, you know, I don't know. I didn't know anybody here, and now I've got this like really diverse and like colorful group of friends and, and connections that I've got. Yeah. All based on because I was like, man, well, fuck it. Let's try something different. Yeah. 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 And it's something that that doesn't really occur to you whenever you're in a really dark spot, you know. And that that's what makes it usually anything anytime you're going through something that's particularly you know bad or you're depressed or whatever yeah and it's not so much the bad feelings it's just the feeling that 
nothing could change and I don't remember feeling good. And it's just so heavy. There's <laughs> such know? a weight on it. Yeah. It's like all these things like, oh God. Like, And it's almost like the idea, if you're looking at it in terms of like, I think this was um, Duncan Trussell again talking about, I think I think quoting something from Ram Dass, who's like the spiritual guy. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how whenever you're in like a really dark, like tr- like trough, it's like it's like the ocean with waves, you know. And when you you're down in the trough, not only are you down in the trough, but you can't see anything above, <laughs> right? You know. Yeah. But when you ride up the wave and you're on top, it's not only are you up there, but you can yeah. see down. Right. You have that perspective, and right. that's part of that uh, sort of high. Sure. I think. Yeah. Yeah. In in the purest sense, like I think I think sometimes that is replaced by um, distraction or yeah. you know, substances or but whenever you have that really clean feeling of like feeling sort of on top of your life and just mm-hmm. sort of like in good grace with it, it's always accompanied by it sounds like springtime it sounds like springtime and it's yeah. like and it's always accompanied by great empathy yeah. you know for people who are going through yeah other things because you you understand it because you're you've mm-hmm. come, you've come from that place mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah. You know what? I wanted to get a little more topical. Um, so, w- I mean, you, you sent me a text about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to get it in. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Oh, God. Okay, so, podcast drama. <laughs> Once again, it's always... always podcast drama. One of our guests on the podcast, um, uh, if you remember Lily. Okay, well, there you go. Okay. Which way should I not have said it? Whatever. Like, I don't think it matters. Nobody's listening. This podcast doesn't exist, actually. Uh, <laughs> technically, <laughs> you know. Anyway, one of the guests on the podcast, if you caught that name, uh, good for you. But anyway, I had a, um, like a, like a, what would you, what would you say? A crush. A crush. Uh, and it, uh, a long, like a, she came on the show and we both kind of like liked each other. You know, I guess I guess she kind of like there's some sort of degree of mutual attraction, but because we didn't, you know, exist in the same sort of like space, which I guess is what cultivates those kind of yeah. crushes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But um we never really did anything, but then the other night we <clears throat> um got really drunk at Blizzards and then ended up sleeping together, which was totally crazy to me. That like I knew she was going to be there. Yeah. Uh but I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll get a phone number. Yeah, maybe I'll sure. get a phone number tonight. Sure. Oh no, I don't know. <clears throat> but then instead of a phone number, I get an address. <laughs> that, that, that's the best part of the story. <laughs> uh, so we end up sleeping together, and um, it's it's fine. It's nice. I don't know. There's always that like curve of like drunk drunkenness that like can you, you can ride it and like. The sex is really great because yeah. you're kind of uninhibited, right? And this and that, and then it can curve down when you're just like drunk. Uh, are you talking about your penis curving down? Well, both, okay. I guess, but also just like the quality of the sure. of the sexual connection, isn't right? So great. Okay, okay, um, yeah, I get that. And it was fine. Like it wasn't. It wasn't horrible. Like we did the deed, and it was it was good. Sure. And it was fun and fine. And I didn't honestly wasn't even thinking that much of it because I wasn't even expecting to yeah. do it. I was like, yeah. whoa, okay, oh, cool. <laughs> um, you know, but it was one of those things where, like, I had, you know, to a little bit of a degree, sort of built up this person in my mind. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess developed some sort of infatuation. And uh, it turns out... It was likewise, too. I mean, like, she, I yeah. mean, she had talked about you and, the, like... Yeah. Anyway. Well, <laughs> so, after the deed is done, we're just lying in bed talking. And I remembered... Um, 
or uh, sort of relearned, I guess, that she was from Vancouver. I'm like, oh, what school did you go to? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm from Vancouver. I'm sort of from Vancouver, too. This and that. Oh, shit. And we was like, oh, I, we, I think we, we figured out that we knew some of the same people. Yeah. Um, and then I had seen on Facebook either that day or like the day before that she was tagged in a picture on Facebook with um, my ex-girlfriend. Right. And I was like, oh, that's funny. They know each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of funny. And so I brought it up. I was like, oh, I think you know my uh, ex-girlfriend, so-and-so. And And (laughs) all of a sudden her face sinks and she's like, oh, no. Like, what? She's my roommate. Uh... (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, fuck. That's so crazy. And now that I think of it in retrospect... The craziest thing about that is if, and just to put it in context, I'm totally on fine terms with this ex-girlfriend of mine. Uh, We run into each other and I'm kind of just left with that, not hatred, but the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is indifference. Sure. Just like, I don't have any opinion about you. That's great. We have nothing really in common anymore. We don't hang out with the same people. We don't have the same values. Like our lives are just on totally completely different paths Right. right now. And we'll shoot the shit and they'll be like, eh, bye, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, it's also somebody that, like, <laughs> if I'm sleeping with somebody I don't want, like, in the next room, you know. And I was like, oh, like, oh crap. If I go to the bathroom, I might run into her. That's so, <laughs> that's, duh. But it's not. Okay, anyway, go on. But it's, it's not and it shouldn't be, but it kind of is, you know. See, I would completely disagree. I got so mad. Okay, okay, well, let me anyway, finish, okay. let me finish the story. Yeah. So, and uh, as, as, you know, kind of weirded as, as, as it is, honestly, I just burst out laughing. <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest thing ever, that this was the situation. And um, <laughs> the thing that really made me laugh was... I give you this, sorry, I give you this awesome, thing, like, just sorry. move it, move it so it's, like, in front of you. The you thing push that, that stand forward, like, the whole, the whole stand, push it towards the corner. Yeah, there you go. And then you can have, like, a better... The thing... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's better. Yeah. The thing that made me laugh really hard after thinking about it was when I rang the doorbell, um, her roommate answered the door. Not my ex-girlfriend, but a different roommate. Okay. So that means that there was, like, a 33% chance that my ex-girlfriend would have answered the, the fucking door. <laughs> and I'd be like, what the fuck is this, punked? Yeah. <laughs> is this a prank? This is the silliest yeah, yeah. thing ever. Like, oh, oh my God. I ended up sleeping with this girl completely unexpectedly, and it was such a pleasant surprise. And then it's like, hey. Oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> so then we learn this thing, and then it's like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm going to talk to her about it, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I like you a lot, and let's hang out again. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, and then later that day, I get a text message saying, hey, I don't think it's a good idea that we see each other. Uh, I talked about it with... Meh, meh, meh. No, she didn't even say she talked about it. Yeah, she did. Oh, so the, what? Well, no. Yeah. Not in the message that I yeah, saw. Yeah, she said she wasn't upset. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. Yeah, okay. But that makes sense. I don't want to do anything that's going to make blah, blah, blah uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I hope you understand that we shouldn't see each other. What did you say? And I said, I didn't say anything for a long time. Uh, and I was actually with Jake at the time. Right. My friend. And uh, I showed him, <laughs> talking about him, the text. And he's like giving me advice because he, he's gone through this insane pattern of like <laughs> being rejected by girls in this, in this way where they like show interest, but then sort of 
cool, like get cold. Okay. And so he's like, it, basically what the message that I wrote was, um, yes, I understand. Uh, I had a really good time with you though. And I think it would be stupid to not see each other Fuck be- yeah. because, okay, of, a, because of a situation like right, this. Right, right. But uh, you know, uh, if it's really that awkward for you, I don't want to fuck with your living yeah, situation. Exactly. If you ever want to hang out again, let me know. That's what I said. And did you get a response? No, no response. Okay. See, I got so fucking mad because, what, four years? How long has it been since you saw this girl? Like four years ago. That's fucking bullshit. Total fucking bullshit, man. Four years ago, you were, what, 18? Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. I know. So the other thing that I thought that, like, I'm just going to give you devil's advocate here, which I don't, I wasn't there, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't, maybe, like... I don't think this. Maybe now, this I know what you're going to say, and I've thought about this as well. <laughs> I might, I might have ju- she might not have actually enjoyed spending time with exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's just like an easy way of saying it. But I don't feel like that's the case. But it might be. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said before, when I'm in that situation, I, ter- I get weird a little bit. No, but I feel like if that were to be the case, that would be something that happened like after, you know, after a couple weeks, you yeah. know, after gauging somebody yeah. out. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think that's total unfair bullshit. I I don't agree with that. Like, and it it actually like I've, made me really sad because I was like, this you know unexpected thing, a girl that I've liked for a while. Yeah, and like, and it's like I felt sort of sad and like that sort of like, like just a light version of that sort of emptiness that you feel after yeah. a breakup or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's like not full on, of course. I'm, it's not even that affecting me that much, but it's just you know it's like a little a little sliver of yeah. It's like I'm like, little, oh, what did I do? It's like a little sliver version version of a breakup. Yeah. You know, it's like, ugh, I gotta spend a little second digging this out. But yeah, <laughs> but it was like, uh, you know, of course I didn't like love Lily. I didn't even like I liked her as I didn't even know her. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even yeah. I barely knew her at all. Yeah. Like we talked on the podcast, and then we like hung out for a bit here. But it was like, to me, what was sad about it was just like. I felt like there was maybe potential. Yeah, totally, know? totally. I totally see that, and that ah, oh, that's what fucking destroys it's just me so too. Dumb, and it's just like imagine the fucking odds, like of all the five and a halves in all of the city, and then on the yeah. other hand, I was like, yeah, fucking Montreal. Speaking of, okay, fucking for, Montreal, for people not from Montreal, happens. he's not rating Lily as a five and a half. That's what we call apartments, five and a halves. Right, because it's a three bedroom <laughs> apartment. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what, man? It, uh, it just it killed me. Because I almost felt like a little bit of a matchmaker, like a little bit of a Cupid in this situation. Because yeah. I was like, no, just come. Like, come on. It was funny. Fun. She actually said, like, I feel like Evan was making my drinks, like, way stronger than they should have been. <laughs> well, she should know that that is not exclusive to her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, like, I, like, I like to be a good host. Um, yeah, man. <sighs> Fuck, that sucks. That sucks. You know what? And... <laughs> I I I'm I'm waiting for the opportunity to talk to her about this and try to convince her like you're being an idiot. Um, well, but we'll see. I don't know. And then the other part of that I thought about was like, like what if what if I like just to play out like as other alternative. And this is kind of pointless to do in life in general. But I'm just thinking like, what if I decided not to sleep with her right away? You know, what if I didn't. Yeah, you know, I got her phone number. What if I just like decided to go home and then and then like texted her the next and like we went on like a normal date? I think it would have to, still. You think it would probably materialize the, the same, same way? way? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think so. Probably. You know what? Like, I don't know. I don't I was know. Like, man. But what if she it, got to know me better? I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess. 
I could have I could have forked forked my myself into her life more or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I man. don't know. It doesn't matter. Oh well. I mean, we'll 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 see. You never fucking know, man. Because there's you that instant know. like. Uh, it, and like, it's such a funny like cocktail of feelings. Like at once, yeah. like sad and frustrated and disappointed. But on the other hilarious. hand, it's also like really really yeah, funny. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really. This is happening. Okay. Um, another thing I want to ask you about: Are you planning on going to New York? Yeah, yeah, I really am. Because I'm going to New York. Really, when? May ninth or March nineteenth to the twenty second. Oh snap! Why? Uh, my parent, my dad's got a a meeting somewhere down there, and uh, him and my mom are going to go out and meet me in New York City. That actually might coincide really well. If that could happen, that'd be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. That what might be the ticket, actually. We'll talk more about this. Yeah. So anyway, on the other side of things, I have my, my New York girlfriend romance going on, um, which has been fine. Um, it's just gotten to that point where uh, I f- there's a certain limitation in just talking over the internet. Something needs to happen. Like chatting. Something needs to happen. Yeah. But there's also, it's almost feel like we've been having the same conversations over and over again. It's like, how was your day? Good. <sighs> you know? Because I, I don't think it's beca- necessarily because we don't have a connection. Right. I think it's just the the communication format just sure. lends itself sure. to like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Have you ever Skyped? Yeah. Yeah. We Skype all the time. Okay. But, but I don't know. It's like, it's also it's also like without that you know, sort of visceral experience of a person, yeah. it starts to just rem- to lay stagnant as this abstract thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because you can only... You, it's like, almost like mutual masturbation at that point. Yeah, it's like Skype is like... You get to see the person, but you don't really get to see... Yeah. Like, if, if we were having this whole podcast over Skype right now... <laughs> it would be very different. It would be horrible. Yeah. But, I mean, it, essentially, it would be the same thing. It'd be me, it'd my be face, talking idea. at your face. But you don't, you don't you take in a person's energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sounds really flaky to say, but... No, it's true. You know what I mean. You don't, you don't take in a person's vibe by only seeing, like, boop, 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 yeah. boop, over a screen. Yeah, yeah. You know? You're seeing... A, you are seeing a representation of the person. Yeah. You're not seeing the person. Yeah. I think something to be really cool in in video chat, I think that would change the game, is somehow having the camera inside the screen. So you could look into yeah. the camera and also be looking at the at person's the person. eyes. Yeah. Because there's this weird thing where it's, like, where it's I f- like, I find myself like sometimes looking into the camera just to give them the illusion never, of me looking I at them. Never, yeah, you never do that. And you know what? I I hope I'm not alone here. I always look at myself. That's it. <laughs> yeah. like, Thank ooh, you. Like making sure I look cool. Yeah, like, I'm just like, okay, I got the right lighting. Okay, right just lighting, cool. Yeah, yeah. My, my chin's not coming out in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that that adds this whole other dimension to like a human interaction that is not a part of just being in the same room yeah. as a person, you know? That's just interesting too, is that like so much, like especially if you look at Japan, like you see all the weird shit coming out of Japan, like teledildonics yeah teledildonics are like these weird like um, that's trippy man like online kissing machines yeah where like weird their tongue movement replicates this tongue movement of a robotic tongue Ugh, like i'm imagining it and you would you would get the like illusion and the feeling of somebody there you know of the person but it's still not that it's there are still yeah. on the other it's side of the fucking, world yeah you know, it's, it's not it. stone age shit man. it's not it it's it's you can't i think like and it, and it comes back to this like 
this idea of like having a chip in your head. Imagine like the virtual reality of like, you know, putting on a set of Oculus Rift goggles and having mm-hmm. the headset on and blah, 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 blah. So you got the visual and the sound, whatever. And like you can create all these like imaginary tactile things. But I think the only way to truly replicate it is to like get into your fucking central nervous system where you don't have to replicate anything. It is, it might as well be the real sensation of touch, smell, sight, you know? We should get Lily back on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe, that, maybe that's a bad idea. But uh, I don't want to do it. No, no, no. She'd want to do it. Um, it it's funny. Uh, Maxine. Yeah, yeah. Maxine, um, who we wanted to have as a guest on this week, but. You know, I'm, I'm I'm glad that we didn't. I'm glad we're doing it ourselves. But um, well, she can come next week. She was like, uh, "So where do I find this podcast?" And I just haven't responded because I'm like, "Yeah, me neither." Well, yeah, I'm like, "Well, I I want to <laughs> tell you where it is, but it doesn't exist." It will exist soon. <laughs> it I will just, exist I soon. I have to come up with you know some money to pay off my credit card before I can do that. Have you talked to Dude Man? I haven't heard from him yet. Okay. Yeah. Is he still out of town? Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I'm really excited to go to New York, man. I, have, I haven't been there. Okay, something that... You've never been to New York? No. Something that's making me very nervous, though. Have you heard anything about Canadians who have gone to Cuba and have a Cuba thing stamped on their... Wait, I guess the Cuba embargo's over. It's not only over, but I've been to Cuba. It, but has it been stamped on your passport? Because usually what they do is they wouldn't stamp it. They would just have this weird, like, little slip. But I lost my slip, and they ended up going through this huge, big, like, to-do about, okay, well, I guess we're stamping your passport. Good luck. Um, I think I got a new passport since. Okay. So, okay, I, I guess... Cuba, I guess. I hadn't thought about the embargo being over, but my parents don't know that I went to Cuba. Really? Yeah. I... At the time, I owed them a little bit of money, and to have told them that I had gone to Cuba on my own dime without having paid the money that I owed them would have really pissed them off, so I just haven't told them. But you've since paid them back. Yeah, yeah, that that's fine, but the idea that now, like, you know, seven months later, I'd been to Cuba and had n- not spoken a word to them about it. That would be weird in if, like, itself. You know, if I, like, I'm supposed to meet them in New York and somehow get stopped at the border f- and not allowed entry because I'd been to Cuba, that would be really fucked up. That's really funny. I mean, I think the odds are against that happening. I think so, too. I feel like, you know, Canadians... But here's the thing. Canadians go to Cuba and they get this weird, like slip where it doesn't have to be stamped on their passport right that's the thing so i'm worried about the fact that like because i have it stamped on my passport maybe a year ago it would have been different than it is now you know because of the compute the cuba embargo being over i guess i feel like i i I don't know if it's over over i feel like definitely they're they're doing movement to to figure it out i don't know that i'm just so fucking nervous about that i mean in my experience how are you getting to new york Flying. You're going to fly. Uh, in my experience with border crossing the border in general, hmm, actually, I don't know if this is true. See, because I've gone to the, I've flown I feel to like the I've, States a few times, and they've never, like, they've never flipped through my through passport. It. Yeah. And I'm not on, like, a no-fly list thing where I'm, like, you know, I'm not one of those weird flag names. My name is an Abdullah. And even the whole stamping thing is kind of archaic, isn't it? Yeah, I do wish I had more stamps, though. 
I know. I don't have. Any I've seen friends stamps. with like tons of stamps in their passport. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, it's like you get a little 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 prize. Yeah. That's the thing. So, like, so many of my friends are, you know, just as poor or even more broke than I am, and they have this ability to plan, save, and do. In yeah. terms of traveling. And they just go everywhere. They're just like, you know, they live in almost abject poverty for a while and save up all their money and go on a trip because that yeah. is really experiencing life. Whereas me, I just... My whole life <laughs> is a vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a vacation that I'm spending in the place that I'm living. Yeah. But, you know, I guess that's something. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, I want to go to Thailand, even if I'm just like, you know... Yeah, you just have to force yourself to do it. And it's like something that I'm bad at too. Like, I'm very undisciplined in a lot of ways as well. Um, you know, which is, which is, which is something to, you know, it's hard to get over, but you can get over it. I'm planning. Some people, some people are like, Australia. I'm never, I'm never going to change. Yeah. I'm but, planning to go to Australia in October. Cool. cool. Yeah. I want to skip the winter for once. Yeah. It, I was getting to the point. I was talking to Josh about going to Australia, like in a month. And then we both had this realization that like, wait, in a month, we're going to be in love with the city again. You know, like once spring hits, this fucking city is the best. It's the it's the best. It's so fucking good, and like it, it you kind of get disillusioned after a while living through this winter, especially the last three weeks, man. Like, it's been fucking brutal. It's been insanely it's been bad. Bru- it's been like I've been like sad in general yeah. in my life. Yeah, I think it's common for everybody this time of year. Is like you have a general like malaise. And it's not directly connected to the weather. It's not like, it's cold out, so I'm sad because it's cold. But it's like, I just feel shitty. Yeah. And then, and like and then, the, and then it's cold outside. But you don't realize that it's yeah. kind of be, like one like all the, the things other. that you want to do, just like, yeah, maybe I'll go out. I'll just walk around and do blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Instead, like, literally, I've, you know, it's that's, like, and that's what was hey, so, let's do this thing. I'm like, no, it's cold. And that was what was so magical about that uh, Dabulian summer when we were all living together. Yeah. And, you know. It was just like the whole city was like our living room, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know? Just like yeah, well, I'm not. I don't have to like bundle up to go somewhere. I just put on shoes. Yeah, maybe if that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm yeah. so excited, man. The place that I'm living now, I'm literally just going to walk outside without shoes, and go yeah. hang out in the park. Yeah, probably bring a satchel full of freezies just to like hand out. But, hey guys, want a freezy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to be the freezy man. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a good person to be. If somebody handed me a freezy in the park, I'd take it. Sure, yeah, go somewhere like Tams. It's like, oh yeah, freezies. Yeah, fucking a. Tams went went a couple times last summer, and like, yeah, I think where it's at though is just like Jean Mans. Yeah, like before yeah. Montreal, just like the 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 flat. Like everybody's got their picnic blankets and bottles of wine. Yeah. Oh, I am so, so ready. And I've taken this very optimistic approach that all my friends think I'm crazy for taking, which is just like, it's basically here. Spring's here as the like polar vortex oh, like, yeah. descends on us. It's like, no, it's here. And like, it's always that thing about like, ooh, like the sun comes out and man's heart turns to love. <laughs> and like, it's been so funny. Like it, it is like hard to date in the winter. Yeah. It's way yeah. harder because then all of a sudden you have to come up with like a destination. Yeah. Whereas in the summer, the whole city is your destination. Exactly. You just walk around, walk and see what around. happens. You yeah. can't do that in the winter because you're fucking freezing your ass off. Yeah. That's you it. know. You know it was really fun. Did I talk to you at all about Igloo Fest after the fact? A little bit. A little bit. What happened? It was so 
fucking awesome. I was kind of not dreading it, but so for the listeners, um, through the place that I work, I got a VIP pass to this thing called Igloo Fest, which is an outdoor winter music festival in Montreal um, where, you know, they sell beer and alcohol and blah, blah, blah. But this VIP pass allowed me to get in for free and have unlimited free beer and like a VIP pavilion with heat. And so I brought Sarah and it was fucking amazing. I had gone three years prior and it was kind of meh. The music, even this year, the music is like kind of blah, just like generic house and whatever. Um, but when I had gone, I was on some psychedelics, but like, you know, I'd paid 30 bucks for the ticket and then every beer is like eight bucks. So it's kind of just like, eh, okay, you're cold. But this time it was so fucking great. They had like ice slides. They had these weird like... Um, they like... Like a Guitar Hero style drum circles where like there was a big screen uh, 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 and you had to like drum to the beat. They had like free marshmallow pits where you just got a marshmallow and roasted marshmallows. Cool. Like cool. they had like, um, you know those big sumo suits you put on? Those like yeah. inflatable sumo like, suits? They had that but for hockey. So like you would whoa. like play hockey in these sumo suits. So if you fell on the ice, you were just like, it was so fucking cool. And it it made me realize that like this city in particular, like I'm from Edmonton. When the winter comes, you're fucked. There's nothing happening in the winter. Nothing. It's just like, okay, stay inside. I'm going to go from my house into my big truck to my work and to my big truck back home. Like, that's yeah. fucking it. House parties, maybe go to a bar. Here, at least they embrace the fact that winter's here and you can't yeah. do anything about it. Like, yeah. Nuit Blanche is coming up. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. It, like, the winters here have definitely been bearable. But good God, am I ready for spring? Oh, I'm so fucking ready. And this winter's been particularly bad, I think. You think so? I think so. I mean, the, the past three weeks have been really bad. The rest of the winter hasn't been... You know what? I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I can't properly gauge the past. People are like, yeah, last year was... What? The fuck was that? Um, I think I have my phone turned on to like... Uh, when I say... Uh, wait, let's try this out. When I say a certain phrase, it'll automatically turn something on. Hey Siri, tell uh, me what um, 500 milliliters is in quarts. Okay, here's in Germany. Okay, she didn't understand me, but that's, yeah, that's weird. At least she heard you. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Actually, we were um, Sarah and I were talking in my room one time about um, just like. Uh, the NSA or something, you know, like people spying. And when you say... Yo, have you seen Citizen Four? No. Oh, man. As a lover of... It's the one little Oscar for best documentary. Oh. It's all about... Um, I haven't even heard of it. It's about Edward Snowden. Oh, okay. And it's it's all this footage of him in his hotel room uh, just just after he, like, posted all the leaks. So what, like in Russia? In... Like after he went to Russia no, or before? In Okay, so he was working in... Um, for this company that did work for the NSA, basically. It was okay. like a freelance like pro- data processing company or something um, that basically gave him access to all of the most classified files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just as, just as like kind of a laborer. Sure. You know, and this is when he decided to, and it was based in Hawaii. So okay. when he decided to, you know, leak all of these things, he just basically flew to Hong Kong without even telling his girlfriend. Right. He just fucking took off. And then called Glenn Greenwald from, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, I yeah. think, working for Slate at the time. You know yeah, the story. I know the story. 
or I guess was working at the Guardian at the time, and then, but I forget. But in any case, anyway, it it, it follows um, Glenn Greenwald, and then this he also contacted this filmmaker, Laura, put something Palmer, Laura Palmer, <laughs> exactly. Um, and she had been making films about the Iraq War and the U.S. government, and she had been put on like certain like flag listings. Okay. And she got hassled a lot by the government. Anyway, he contacted her, and she uh, went to Hong Kong and started like filming him in his hotel room and then they like posted all those videos of him talking right. and then like they were filming this documentary right around that whole time so then it came out and like, it's kind of weird watching it because it like happened so many like three years ago or something yeah but um it's weird that that seems like a long time ago which yeah. is really not <laughs> or, like two years or whatever yeah. it was but um but it's just a really really well-made documentary and uh where'd you see it uh it's online i can okay. see a link for it yeah, yeah. um but uh, it's it's fucking cool. Anyway, you were talking about... Well, no, no, just saying, like, we were talking about the NSA and blah, 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 and I said something that sounded like... I think I said, like, like, hey, seriously? Hey, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so, oh. like, you know, and so then just my phone goes like, hello, I'm listening. Oh, weird. And, you know, it was so fucking trippy, because, like, like oh, we were just talking that? about it, like, huh? what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to unplug it, because... Apparently, it's only when it's plugged in. Ah, fuck it. Who cares? She can listen. That's what's weird is, like, I've got this kind of complacent idea about that whole thing. Like, I don't care if anybody's listening to me. I got nothing to hide. That's the thing. But I think that's what the main problem is, is because if everybody's complacent about it, then you're just going to allow it to happen. Yeah. You know, like, everybody kind of has to stand up, regardless of the fact that they want you know, privacy or not in order for it to, to, yeah. to change. I'm like, I must get, like, cause it's, I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm applying it to my life as, you know, a pretty comfortable guy living in Canada, which yeah. isn't even, you like, like living in the States really. Uh, it's pretty close, man. It's, it's close, but it's not like, we still have this idea that it's very different, it's but, very it's, different, but very it's, it's really close. not, it's yeah. really not, I guess. But, but I don't know. You, I have, you have this idea of, um, like like you say, like what does it matter if people are watching what I'm doing? Yeah. You know, like the idea of privacy. Like I've I've kind of just got into my head that whatever I do on the internet is public record. Yep. You know, I don't even go into private mode when I'm w- looking at porn. Yeah. No. I I even even I don't even hide it from my like. Like, you know how it, when you open Chrome, it has that bottom list? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you look down at my one, there's just porn sites. Pornhub, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine too. Most frequently visited yeah. Pornhub. Although... I, I used to I used to clear it every time I finished as, yeah. as sort of like, not only for the benefit of other people, but just like for my own, like dealing with my own shame or whatever. It's I like, guess, you I'm know, cleaning the slate that and I'm okay. And then I, I don't too, even bother. I'm but like, now whatever. I'm actually like, hey, thanks for remembering this. Like, yeah. I, I totally would have yeah, forgotten about useful. this video. yeah. But something about having a girlfriend is like I haven't watched porn in. Uh, yeah, dude, I haven't watched weird. porn in like a week. I remember when, when it's I, fucking crazy when I, when I got my first girlfriend and we were just fucking all the time. Yeah, and I realized, man, I haven't actually jerked off in like a week. I know that's crazy, it's fucking. Crazy. And I jerked off in the shower, and it was the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> it was amazing because it's completely different. Exactly, it's you know? a very different thing. Yeah, oh it's man, very different. That was the best, and I was like, all I do so, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, you're out there. Do you keep a, a tally of of um, how many people I've slept with? How many people? Every, who... I don't I don't have the number in my head, but every so often I I add them all up. I think I'm at like 14, maybe. Ooh, which isn't bad. Bravo, man. 
Yeah, I've I've got a list on my. F- I think I've talked about this on the podcast. You before. have the you have I have the, the alphabetical the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I'm. Oh, damn it! I almost had an X. I feel like that it's never gonna come my way again. Um, there's X's out there. I've met a few X's that I don't think I was close to sleeping with, but like if things are a bit different, <laughs> it could have happened. Sure. Yeah. I kind of want to. Let's see here. Are you pulling up your alphabet right now? Yeah. Um, I'm missing D. But you know what? Really? The, but think about it. I guess I don't have a D. I mean, I got a D. No, but like, but you think D, like, that's a very common letter. But in terms of names? If I think about names, it's like Dana. Dolores. Del- uh, uh, Danielle. Danielle. Um, oh, that's a, I guess that's a common one. I've known a lot of Danielle's. I've known a lot I'm of missing D-F-I-N-O-P. Oh, I got an N. You have an N? Yeah. What's her name? Nellie. <laughs> right. N-O-P. And so, then so dumb. U, like, U-V-W-X and Y. U-V, yeah. Um, U. But the other ones, every single other one, aside from two, there's... More than three. Every other one? Yeah. Holy shit, man. Dude, I feel like I have, like... Like, I don't even have even close to... uh, As far as different ones, that number of people in the alphabet. I guess. But, like, A, no. B, no. C, no. D, no. I mean, I feel like I'm going to go through this and then forget people. (laughs) But, I don't know. That's the thing. I think I've said this before. Like, what, what if I meet somebody that, like, I know in the back of my mind is one of the absentees on my alphabet list, I'm instantly more attracted to them. Well, because just for my then, own, then like, it's your own sense of competition. You know, collector mindset. Mm-hmm. Got to catch them all. I got the Z though, which I'm I know, so happy. And about. I know, I know the Z that you got. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Because I actually fooled around with her for a bit. That's really interesting. We never slept together though. Oh well, doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Um, but yo, we should talk about um last weekend. Last weekend? Yeah. Psychedelics? Yeah. I actually have the rest of my pill in my pocket. Really? Yeah. You didn't do the whole thing? No, I didn't. Oh shit! Allegedly. <laughs> I allegedly. Yeah. Anyway. Enough of this. Anything we say on this podcast cannot be held. We cannot be held accountable accountable for our it's actions. Fiction. This is all fiction. We're just really good storytellers. Um, um, yeah, dude, I wasn't going to rail that whole fucking pill. I didn't even know what was happening. I wasn't keeping track of your <laughs> drug use at all. Yeah. Um, See, what what weirded me out is like because I railed it, I was the first one that came up. Exactly. You came up before <laughs> me, like pretty far, long before me, but not. But I remember. I remember you like <laughs> you were like I'm so high. I'm like oh shit, I'm not high yet. But then you like went off into the corner, and then <laughs> and then like tw- tw- twenty minutes or fifteen or twenty minutes later, I like came back over to you. I was like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, weird. That was that was like simultaneously the most intense psychedelic trip I've had, uh, but then also like the least memorable, as hmm. well as I'm I can't describe it. 
Like I can't, right. I can't describe those. Like those usually are the best, with, with with like mushrooms, the times, the one time I did mushrooms, and then the, the times I've done acid, I usually Allegedly. have like a rem, like a, I, I can, I I remember what it was like. Right. You know, it's just like this. You know, you're kind of over. Your senses are overwhelmed. Um, but like with this, it was way more subtle. Like it was very visual, very intensely visual. Right. But the, the feeling inside was just like. Um, it was just really profound and just like everything I did had this like weird sort of meaning. Right. And like every time I said something is like, man, doesn't that just describe the human condition? Yeah. Like everything, everything people would say would take on like this gravity, which probably wasn't there at all. But, but it's well, like, you know, I like, I kind of like to think about, but, it, but then it really was in another way. Like why, well, no, when I think why about psychedelics, it? it's like, I mean, and people talk about this all the time, but that instead of, psychedelics adding something to your experience i feel like it removes it takes away filters. filters yeah exactly so it's less like you're oh wow it's adding all these crazy visuals it's like almost like removing this filter of like no be, like if if you were to feel like this all the time you would get eaten by a fucking tiger so yeah. like we have to experience and it's, very it's why people have the simultaneous um or not simultaneous but the usually it's either you um, you can have like the bad trip where right. everything is kind of freaking you out right. and you feel really anxious. And it's usually, yeah. it's usually rooted in something that's something already, that's already happening. You, right? Yeah. Um, or like this past one, it was just like having insane giggle fits. <laughs> like I would like, I'm just imagining now like looking at this microphone and just like the way it's shaped, like the, isn't that inherently funny? Yeah. And not because it looks like a dick or like it's anything phallic. like that. It's, it's just like. Or just like the way somebody like moves across the room, or especially yeah, when yeah. you're with people that you love, yeah, and you're like kind you of know like, their own, and you know them, and yeah. like, and then you just like st- one of you just starts like laughing about yeah. something that somebody does. Or I feel says. like when you're on psychedelics, and it's just the, like, like I, I'm just like literally curled up, like like in, like <laughs> laughing harder than I ever yeah, have yeah, before. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I feel like everything gets to the point where like if you if you're with people that you know really well, everything can be described as like that's so you, you know, like. Yeah. Oh God! You see somebody do something, but that's so and it just, Andrew. It just like encapsulates <laughs> the person so exactly. Well. Yeah, 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 for sure. And one of the trippiest things we did was um, sort of painting with watercolors. Oh, cool! And like dripping paint into the water, and it would oh, like expand. Wow. It was like, whoa! And then, but then you have like an emotional connection to all the colors. You're like, whoa! This is too red. I can't deal yeah. with this right now. This is too intense, oh, and I've got to add some green. <laughs> so stupid but it's like at the time it's so fun like i'm kind of pissed that we didn't have kiri and andrew on before they left i know we'll have them on know. after but have them on after but um yeah they'd be great guests for sure um anyway this is that awkward time of the two-person podcast oh yeah oh i forgot and you have to i know right oh i so. forgot about this okay so what what do we used to do you got to give me something to talk I about to give you a topic yeah um uh, unprotected sex. Oh Jesus. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Um, so unprotected sex. Um, everything that I learned in um, you know, sex ed class. I have tried. So, I was gonna say so hard, but I've tried. Um, to you know, practice. Uh, I try to have safe sex, but sometimes I don't know, send us a tweet if, if this has ever happened to you, but condoms are just not my friend. And I think maybe being somebody who like, I I guess hopefully every male listening to this understands 
you know, you don't masturbate with a condom. So like when you're having sex with a condom, it's like this whole other thing where, okay, where's the sensitivity? It feels weird. Like I, it, it just, it kind of ruins the moment so much sometimes that like I actually can't stay erect when I have a condom on. And so instead of me just being like trying to train myself in order to do it or being like, hey, listen, like let's just have oral sex because I can't do this. It's like, hey, uh, I've had a test. I'm clean. You cool with this? You on the pill? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe even in less words than that. But I kind of have had a lot of unprotected sex. Um, I've never contracted a, an STI. Um, thankfully, I get tested often. And I mean, often, like twice a year. But I haven't had one. And what's actually kind of more surprising than the fact that I have gone against my own better judgment is the amount of women who are also cool with that. And then only the next day do I think like, oh, wait a second. If you were so willing to have unprotected sex with me, that must mean that you've had unprotected sex with other people, which actually increases my risk of having, uh, you know, a sexually transmitted disease or infection. And the same thing for them. It's like, they got to think like, if I'm so willing to have unprotected sex with you, don't you think that I must've had it with other people? It's like, it's this weird thing where I feel like it's no longer in the social consciousness of uh, you know, getting AIDS or HIV or anything like that. I feel like now it's just like, Oh, gonorrhea, no big deal. Oh, chlamydia. Oh, no big deal. You know, like people are just kind of willing to, to go about it. You know what I was saying while you were gone is like, what's more surprising than the fact that I go against my own better judgment and having unprotected sex, but the fact that the women that I'm with are also cool with it, you know? Yeah. I feel like people are less worried now. Maybe it's because they've never lived in a time where it was such a fucking epidemic that like they just kind of do it. I've met girls that say I never use condoms. Yeah, that's crazy. That's weird. But at the same time, whenever I, whenever I sleep with somebody I don't know, I don't use a condom. I, I, I do it from time to time, which is really bad. Right. But I, I feel really shitty about it after. I'm like, that's really stupid. You know? But at the same but time, I do it. Yeah, do it. And like, <laughs> because oh, I'm in. Oh, I'm in. caught up in the moment. Blah, blah, blah. Well, not okay. What what happens for me is I'll put it on, and then I start to lose my erection because I have a condom on. Unless I have one particular kind of condom on, it just goes away. Like if if the girl supplies the condom, it's usually like a lifestyles or whatever. What kind of condom do you use? The magnums. Oh, uh, are those actually like bigger or is they're, that just a... They're wider. Wider. They're wider. So it has nothing to do with the length thing. Like if right, you think uh, like even a normal lifestyles condom, if you roll it out completely, that's like fucking 12 inches. Yeah. Like, it's not an issue with that. But somehow it just like the, the fact that it's a little bit wider works so well and but I can totally handle it. Totally it can't be it. too wide. No, because... it can't be too wide. It can't be too wide. It, it never falls off. But... Did you know that they actually have different, based on what country you're in, they have different sizes of condoms? Hmm. And I guess it's based on the, 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 the mean or average size of the, the male population's dick. I mean, now that I think about it, I've been, f- condoms have fucked me up. Yeah. But I usually just accept it and it's like, oh, fuck, I, don't, I can't deal with con- this condom right now. And I haven't really put a lot of thought into like which ones work best for me. Mm. Um, no, I, I I definitely know which ones work best for me. And to be perfectly fucking honest, I know I've talked about this weird insecurity before. 
on the podcast, but like My I feel is too no, big. I just feel so weird. You know, I'm not like a seven foot tall black dude. I feel like walking up to the pharmacist or the the person in the dépanneur and asking for Magnum condoms is just like a fucking joke. You know, it's like. Because people will say, like, you know, you see those videos where, like, a girl will stretch a condom over her leg and be like, if ever a guy tells you the condom's too tight, look at this. It fits on my fucking leg. Like, no guy's this big. Yeah, sure, it fits, but it feels like shit. Yeah. It feels like total shit, and I lose my erection. Maybe it's just because... Well, because it squeezes the blood out. Exactly. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't know what or it is. Or it's uncomfortable. I don't know. It's just, like, a lack of sensation, and I don't know. I mean, like currently, I'm I'm having, you know, like th- that's I guess one of the benefits of having a girlfriend who's on birth control. It's just like you just do it, you know. Yeah, I mean, my problem is that I will like, <laughs> I I usually come too fast. Really? Yeah, but then I I don't after I come I don't lose my boner or interest in fucking whoa that's cool which is pretty crazy that's like, insane I can dude. come and then keep going really but then, but then so I'll usually like come into the condom and then just like keep fucking and sometimes, that's dangerous but it's dangerous so I yeah. will take it off you know and put a new one on and but I, I the, the problem is I, I'm not gonna like come again that's the oh, thing I can keep going okay. but I'm not gonna like you know come again so this is you, you virile youngsters, man. So I'll I'll keep going and I'll take I'll come and then I'll take the condom off and I'm just like oh well I'm not gonna come anymore so I'll just keep fucking. Right, right. I'm not even really thinking about it that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also kind of dumb, but see, yeah, I mean, only really when dumb, I'm but. like super, super aroused and like not too drunk will that happen. And you know, I can I can do you. I wouldn't call it multiple orgasms because like it's not happening like one after the other after the other. Yeah. But like. I've had it where I where I can like keep it for a while, but only when I'm like super super. Att- you know what? I'm not even gonna say like super attractive, but like really interested in yeah. someone because somebody can be really attractive. You know what? It's really fucking weird, man. Like I feel like some of the worst sexual encounters that I've ever had have been with the most attractive people. Right. It's like somehow it's just like I see they're physically attractive, but like they're you know so we'll have sex and I'll come, but like then there's just nothing else going on right where it's like what's eh. more what's more attractive is um the, is the connection the connection times, and also like a lot of times when somebody is like really really beautiful you're almost like looking at them from like objectively you're just you know masturbating you're not, with them you're not you know? you're not actually like connected with yeah, them yeah you yeah. know and that's the thing that's what's like really fucking crazy about this this new thing is like she is like the 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 pinnacle of my sexual attraction meter like good god good god just like tight not in like a vaginal well yes in a vaginal sense but like you know just like tight body just like super taut perky small like just it's got everything going on yeah and so like it it's the best but it's funny like the 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 traditional like you know, idea of like a beautiful woman, like like huge tits and a big ass. Like, I don't, I don't really get off on that. Like, I I like a handful. I like a handful it's when it comes to proportions. Yeah, proportions. Like it, sometimes, like I'll be having sex with somebody and like their breasts are almost like too big. Is that weird? Because some guys are like, oh yeah, just massive tits. Oh yeah, flop them in my face, motorboat them. 
But like, no, it's, sometimes they can be too big or like even a big ass. I'm just like, I'm a butt man. I feel like if you've got the ass, I don't care what your tits are like. Like seriously, like that's the cherry on top. Yeah. You know, like that's like getting a fucking lobster tail on your already perfectly cooked steak. You know, the steak is the ass. The lobster tail <laughs> on top is like the tits. And so like I, whatever. But I just, just proportions and like tautness. You know, just like perfectly, yeah, fit. To me, I the guess. most attractive part of a, a female is, um, yes, her the eyes. eyes. Yes, it's it's her eyes, man. Come on. Well, no, seriously. For me, it's like the face. If you got the face, then oh, the face, the face is huge. That's that. In fact, that's actually probably number one. Yeah. But in terms of just like the the body, it's it's the the leg, the thigh, and when they you cross your leg. And then you see that indentation in the thigh. Ooh, yes. You know? Yes. Sort of like on the side of it. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that, there was this one girl I knew in high school and she drove me fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I was like in tears at home. Yeah. I was like, oh, why not? See, the, the, the girl that I'm seeing now, like very small, like maybe 110 pounds, but like, like the wide hips and the, the thigh gap. Yeah. So that when they're standing, like when she's wearing jeans, yeah. You can like her like legs will be together, gap. but like, well, whatever. <laughs> um, so I got a P two. Um, I guess um, what I want to ask you about, or what I want to get you to talk about, is um, <laughs> pubic hair. Pubic hair. Pubic hair. Pubic hair. Pubic hair. I feel like I've talked a good amount about pubic hair. In terms of my own pubic hair. Um, I've got I've got a good amount. Um, I don't I've I, I've shaved it a couple of times when I was young, and it it like just caused me a lot of pain. Um, and then that makes me think about like when girls show, shave their pubic hair. I was like that must be so painful a lot of the time. But then a lot of people just a lot of them just do it all the time. And I'm like, is that because of this pornographic society that we live in, where we all have to like emulate porn stars? Maybe that's part of it. I don't know because I. On females, pubic hair aesthetically doesn't really bother me at all. Um, to me, it bothers me from more of a practical standpoint. And I, we definitely have talked about this before because, like, the female anatomy is it's like a Rubik's Cube every single time, and you have to, like, figure it out. And my my metaphor is, like, uh, now my pubic hair is covered – or, sorry, my my Rubik's Cube is covered in pubic hair, and that makes it that much more difficult to figure out. Um so what fucking lightning, man? That's insane. That's actually crazy. That's so crazy. The the only difficult part about doing that is the the hallway isn't straight. So like as I'm running, I've got to do like this dodge around the corner. Right. Then that slows you down. Mm, it doesn't slow me down. It's just like kind of risky. I almost smashed my face in the oh, corner I see doing that. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I was just saying that pubic hair on girls doesn't really bother me. Um, it just makes it more difficult, especially when you're going down. Yeah. Um, and if it's totally clean, that to me is the best. You know, just just and it, you know what it is? It's just from a purely practical standpoint. Right. It's just like there's nothing in the way. Um, and then and then sometimes there's like a little bit, and that doesn't cause any problems at all. Like the, the difference between totally bald and like just some some action on. See, top. I want to hear the female perspective about this because, like, I, personally, I trim. Yeah, to you know, to stay. And I was gonna say, I, I've, I've, I've trimmed a couple of times, and I feel like that's the ideal—is where you just keep it down. You're not like shaving yeah. at all. Yeah. 
you know and i've heard girls say that like like a guy who's completely bald is kind of weird right um they usually like it um i don't know it obviously varies from case to case but i don't know i don't know i what were you do you have dick crawlies do you have the crawly on the the shaft no no that's a problem with me so you have to like shave your whole dick no i don't shave it i don't shave it i mean i use scissors you just pull them out like you're like Sometimes, actually, you know what? You were talking about like how sometimes you pull out your hair. Yeah, I do well, that with my pubes my, sometimes. Oh yeah, no, I, I, do, I don't do that so much that now. Now, whenever I grow a little bit of like prickly facial hair, what really starts to drive me crazy is I have this habit of just like wanting to yank them out. I've never done that on my face. That just seems very weird. I'm gonna yeah. try it right now. Oh, weird. Yeah. See, then you get to see the little rice thing at the end of it. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, I do that with my pubes sometimes. You know, it got it got so bad. I feel like I get that more when I'm stressed out, but it's only like on the right side. So I'd like look at myself in the mirror and see I'd have like a bald patch yeah. on the right side, <laughs> <laughs> which is like not very cool. Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's been a lot of, I've heard a lot of things said about like what's fashionable now. Like a lot of people say like, oh, the bush is back or uh. like it's better to be completely clean shaven and it's like well you only like that because you always watch porn and i think that's probably true to a degree yeah yeah probably totally true um but like even in the porn that i watch sometimes the porn stars have like not a hairy puss but like have you watched the like super hair porn where it's like yeah big bush bitch no i mean i see that that option and i don't but it used to all be like that oh totally totally yeah it's weird I don't know. Um, it's definitely been like I've slept with girls who have a lot of it, and it's like, ugh. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Like, I wish this was a little easier to deal with right now. Right. But I don't know. I so mean, are you a cunnilingus man? Yeah. Hell yeah. I wish I was better at it. Have um, you ever watched the Nina Hartley um, video about how to get... how to do it properly? No. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Is it really helpful? Yeah, and you know what? I've been doing it for years, and I only recently watched this video. Um, <laughs> Maybe two weeks ago. And uh, I didn't think there was any more to learn. Hmm. Except, holy shit, there's a lot more to learn. Um, Nina Hartley is like this um, you know, veteran porn star that's like big into advocating... Um, you know, porn stars' rights and like the the idea of like making sure that everybody is tested and blah blah blah. And yeah. uh, so she's like, in her she's late she's, 40s she's one of the like porn stars that has really owned it and really been like coming she's like at the it grandmother from a, from of a, porn from a like like the healthiest mm-hmm. path possible because so many really so many really so many so many people get into porn for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. either out of you know, direct coercion yeah. or financial coercion or just a cultural thing yeah. or, you know, you're, you are being manipulated in some way. Exactly. But you know? so the, this video, she's with, I think, Sonny Leone. Um, anyway, basically what it boils down to is the amount of nerve endings that you have in your dick, women have in their clit. Mm-hmm. So think about that. So say you have a thousand in your penis uh, who knows how many compress that down to the size of the clit and they have the right. exact same amount of nerve endings so that's why it's so fucking sensitive what you have to do is treat it like a little dick 
You know, don't just like if you're getting a blowjob and a girl's just like like flicking the tip of your dick with their tongue. Mm-hmm. Eh, you can eh, it probably feels good, but like that's not doing anything. So the idea is that like there's there's an entire dick in there. You know, like right. the only thing that pops out is the head, and so but behind that is like an entire shaft of the clip. Right. So like treat it like a little dick, suck on it. You know, you can actually like jerk it. Like there, there's there's so many things that I just right. had no idea, and you know, like I've been, I feel like I've got a good level of bullshit, takes one to know one kind of thing, and so like, I feel like when I am supposedly or allegedly giving a girl an orgasm, it's it's real. Well, I know when it's real, I know when it's not. I think I've experienced a couple of fake orgasms, and I've you know, but. I feel like I've done a good job and I've been told that I've done a really good job. Like, Oh my God. But learning these techniques has been very eye opening. Hmm. I need to see that. It's really cool. It's like 20 minutes long. Um, and in no way is it like, it's not really sexually arousing. It's just actually kind of educational. educational. Yeah. Oh man. I need to see that. That's really interesting. And the idea that like, you're not, you don't just want to like, the vagina with your fingers because like it's not a dick they know it's not a dick uh-huh. but like putting pressure on it and actually pushing down feels more like a dick because you hear about the g-spot mm-hmm. so like you flick up and like it's an inch and a half in and like you rub the g-spot blah 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 blah. but like actually what sometimes feels better is just like going the opposite way and <laughs> kind of pushing towards the butt hmm that's interesting it's it's very interesting because it's also that's the big difference is like so many girls are very different in the way that That's they react. It. Yeah. So you, it's 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 more about just kind of being in the moment and being um, attentive and mm-hmm. and like you know sort of listening with your with listening. Your body. And I think communication is so fucking key. And like I don't know, we've had people on the podcast before that would beg to differ, but like I think being open about what you like and being able to say like without judgment, like hey, could you do this? Could you, instead of being yeah. like I don't like that, do it differently. Say like. This is what I like. Do this. Yeah. You know? That's what's so crazy about like, we've talked about Dan Savage on the podcast before, but like, I feel like Dan Savage or any other advice columnist or like people asking for help about their intimate relationships or sexual relationships, it all boils down to just like fucking talk about it. Just talk about it. Like, uh, my, like my husband can never come when I'm doing this particular thing and I don't know what to do. Blah, 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 blah. Like, what should I do? Listen, bitch, I don't know you. Talk to the person that you're fucking interacting yeah. with. Yeah, I, I love, fucking love Dan Savage. I love his podcast. I really well, do. I haven't listened to it in a long time. It's worth... For me, I I, just, I talked about it with a lot of people who listen to a lot of podcasts, and they don't like it. And, you know, the reasons that they give is they say that, like, he's really arrogant, or he's really, like... Because he's kind of hurt at all. assumptions, <laughs> or he's... I heard one, one person I talked to, he's like, he doesn't believe in bisexuals. And I was like... I've listened to it enough that I know that's like simply false. Yeah. You just have a perception of it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it's wrong. a joke. But, but, um, uh, he's, know, I, he, I, guess I, I went through a phase where I literally listened to every single, like I binged on right, Dan Savage right. and I got to the point where like I knew exactly what he was going to say. To exactly. People. Yeah. But lately I've been listening to it and I've, I'm caught up now. So I only listen to it every yeah. week when it comes out. And it's gotten to the point where it's like really fun to listen to like somebody's problem. And then I will pause it and think about it. Right. Like what? What do I think is the <laughs> okay. answer? Like, what, imagine okay. if I was the advice columnist. Sure. What advice would I give? Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes he'll he'll totally blow my mind and give advice that um, 
might is is, is usually like totally different than what I would come up with. And right. oftentimes I think about it, I'm like, man, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And what I also love about the way he does this podcast is he plays um, other listeners who call in with other advice. Right. That's and cool. It, it'll be like, Dan, I think like I like a lot of your stuff, yeah. but you totally missed this whole side of it. Yeah. And he'll play that's that. Cool. And that's that's that to me is really cool. And like that makes me when people say like oh he's so arrogant or blah 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 it's like no he's willing to admit his faults ad- admit his faults and uh, or not even admit his faults but just like be open to other exactly. other ideas that's like oh i didn't think of that yeah. you know you know i stopped listening to it because listening to somebody talk about sex or people calling it about sex made me think of my ex-girlfriend and the the meaningful sex that i wasn't having you know huh. i couldn't bear to listen to it because i would just imagine like her new boyfriend fucking her and Right, because that's he talks about that a lot in terms of like yeah. people you've had in the past and people yeah. you are. And you know have. what? I I I only thought about this less than two weeks ago, but I don't I don't even know if the podcast is the right place to talk about this. But um, I'm not going to name any names. Anyway, but I broke up. I got dumped by a girlfriend. Whatever, you know who I'm talking about. And two days after, I was in like a three-day fucking binge. I was drinking those Labatt 40s and just like getting fucked. You remember that? Yeah. And two days after, um, one of of my, who I thought was a friend, came over. And we, I'm, I'm kind of a, my sexuality is like a little bit fluid. Like I've never, I've had like pseudo- bisexual homosexual like encounters like i like women are my thing but like whatever who knows sometimes in the moment things happen and blah 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 but so i i was making out with this dude and you know (laughs) just like like we're in my room and we're making out and just like i was fucking drunk and depressed about having being dumped and blah, blah blah and then i found out that that dude was the girl the guy that my girlfriend left me for? That's, I had completely I, that's fucking repressed so that memory, funny. and only had I thought about it like two weeks ago. It's been a fucking year, but like I had, I didn't. That's so I had not thought funny. about that. I had I so completely that repressed that. Did you even know that that happened? Yeah, sort of. I didn't repress it, but like I don't know. There was a lot of MDMA floating around. So yeah, I didn't really think much of it. Yeah, so like <laughs> only now am I thinking like, what the fuck, you motherfucker! Like, holy shit, not only, like, I thought I was having this moment of, like, okay, great, like, thank God, like, you know, like, at least there's somebody to make out with, and, like, he's got stubble, cool, like, this is weird, but whatever, but I, and then I didn't think about it until a fucking year later, like, holy shit, you motherfucker, you piece of shit, you slimy motherfucker. Like uh, you, so you, funny, he was though. completely aware of the situation. You know, oh he probably went God. home to fuck her later, and like, oh my God. there he is, that's so standing in my funny. room making out with me. Like, what oh the fuck? God. What the fuck is that? <laughs> right? Like, that's so traumatizing and horribly horrible. But like, I can't help but laugh. No, me neither. But like, what the fuck? Like, and what's weird is like, I, I, you know, I catalog things that happen to me and like, I almost hold on to things like a little, you know, I hold on to things a little too, too much, but like that particular instance was completely gone from my mind. You know, I mean, granted it was probably a drunken haze. 
You don't really remember I it. I guess, but no, but now thinking about it, I remember it, all of it, you know? Like, yeah. I just, you know, so for some reason, I just hadn't thought about it. And I think oh, subconsciously, I, like, well, expelled were, it from my mind, I you mean, know? okay, honestly, at the end of the day, um, yes, it's a pretty crazy situation, and it's pretty fucked up. See, what and I want really to know funny, is if she even fucking knows about that. Probably not, first of all. Yeah. But also, um, yes, it's insane, but... I also feel like it is kind of meaningless. Oh, totally, totally, you know? totally, and totally. And that might be why it didn't register, or you, you, your mind kind of like decided not to process yeah, it yeah, because yeah. it was kind of one of those dumb, like drunken things. It was yeah, like, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. okay, whatever. It was weird, and I was drunk or high or whatever, so I'm not even going to process it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but now looking back, it's just like, now looking wait, back, looking back it's like, that's fuck? actually so Seriously? fucking crazy. Seriously? Like, what the fuck? Not only like, such a, like like removing the fact that like you know like <laughs> it wasn't mentioned, it wasn't brought up. Like, hey, I'm fucking your ex girlfriend right now. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, and it, uh, I mean, it, and it's it's so funny to me because it's so um, like if you think about the typical drama that unfolds between people in a heteros in a normal in like <laughs> yeah. a heteronormative scenario, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's never a part of no. it. It's like I was making out with the guy. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's, it's always like, the, it's no always like, I want to think about killing like the, the guy. Like the guy yeah. like like is is with my girl now and like I want to beat the shit out of yeah. him. But here's the thing, but I like had no that, fucking idea. That that direction in terms of fucking somebody over, yeah. that never happens. No. That's why it's so crazy. But that's what, it's like it compends upon it. It's just like, yeah. oh wow, that's like an extra level of fuck you. I kind of want to slit your throat. Yeah. Ness, you know? Like yeah. Jesus Christ. It's like man. not only am I gonna fuck your girlfriend, I'm gonna fuck you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's like what? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. It was literally just like a, mo- a like a ten minute span of me sitting at work, like oh, wait, man. wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> that happened. Oh my god, that happened, and somehow I didn't connect the dots. It's just yeah. like yeah. oh my god. I mean, I also kind of think that, like, at the time, um, like I said, there was a lot of MDMA floating around. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. And I don't know. It's <laughs> now that you bring it up again. Like, honestly, I hadn't thought of it either. <laughs> yeah. Like, I made out with the guy, too. Like, everybody, you know, whatever. It sounds like we live this crazy life. But <laughs> yeah. it was just like, you know. You get drunk, you kiss your friend, and uh, I don't know. It's not that weird. I've kissed a lot of my friends. No, it's true. It's not that weird, aside from the the crazy hidden context of that. That like I was not aware of. I was just like, oh, thank God, somebody to just like touch and 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 be around. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like what? And you found out about that scenario in like the worst way the worst possible way the worst po- and i felt do you want to retell it because i would like I'll, to hear your I'll, perspective i'll this. retell it um so okay it's the the exact like who knew what exactly and what exactly happened in the moment itself is is kind of hazy to me sure but basically what happened was evan had just got dumped by his girlfriend his girlfriend had started seeing this other guy who we all knew, unbeknownst, or no, everybody knew sort of except Evan. 
and you are still kind of in this mode of maybe we'll get back together. Not even maybe, just like I can change. Like the reason that change. she gave me why why she dumped me was like, like these I'm gonna, are all things I can fix. I can change and like, fix, and we'll, and we'll get back together. Yeah. So you were still in this really hopeful, hopeful mindset, and we spent a couple of nights together where the uh, the girl in question came over, and um, we were all hanging out, and I felt really bad because I knew what was going on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> And I didn't tell you, and I, I, I like, I didn't, I, I didn't want to get involved, really, you of know, course, because it wasn't, it wasn't my business, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, like, in retrospect, in retrospect, I, in retrospect, you gotta I, tell me that I would have handled the yeah, situation yeah. totally yeah. differently, and this yeah. is why, like, why it was like, I've told you before, like, I think I learned a lot from this, sure, but um, I didn't say anything until. Me and my other roommate decided to drop acid, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. And it's just me and him, and we're about to go out. And I mentioned to, to my roommate, yo, uh, that sucks about Evan and so-and-so. No, you didn't even say that. You said, it's really pathetic. Oh, That's yeah. That's what fucking got me. It was me. pathetic. Yeah. It was, I said it was so pathetic watching Evan pining over so-and-so. Yeah. Those are the exact words, pretty much. That yeah. was the word. Okay. Pining. I can see how yeah. that would... Pining. Pathetic yeah. and pining. Pathetic and pining. And then, be, and then I think I said in the same breath, because of because now she's with this guy. Yeah. And you, that, was, that was the moment that you learned about it. Well, here's the thing. I was in my room just fucking on the computer. You were in your... Okay. And you were, you were in your room. And I, and I said that. I thought you were not in the house. Yeah. So I said that, and your door was open a crack, and then I said that, and then my roommate fucking walks over and just like closes, closes the my door. door, and then I'm just like, oh shit, and then I was just yep. like, he must have been sleeping, no, nope. because <laughs> your light was off. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was awake. And, I heard it all, and you heard it all, and then, and then I didn't, and then I, I kind of like, I was like, okay, he was, he was sleeping. Here's the thing, he I knew you were on acid. And then and yeah, I, okay, I okay. Said, so that, so then okay, so then what happened was we left and had a whole. It was the first time I ever took acid, and it was like one of the best times of my that's life. That's why I didn't want to acknowledge it at the moment. I was like, and that's very good of you. That's that takes a lot of a lot of maturity. But I guess we come home after having like a lengthy acid trip, like late early in the morning. I didn't sleep a wink, obviously. Oh my god! And we come home, and then. You just like burst out of your room, and you're <laughs> it's like, the only you time I've really yelled, fucking at guys. You're like, you fucking assholes, you fucking guys. How could you say that? And I was just like, oh shit. My, <laughs> and my roommate, he knew what was happening. He just went to. He his knew, room. and he was just like, I'm gone, and he just went to bed. And I remember you like had to get up to go to work, and I felt I was so I was like, fuck me, I'm such an idiot. I'm so sorry. Blah blah blah. I and you were so pissed. You were. So I don't. I've never been that mad at, at a friend ever. Yeah. And ever. I never. And, and the worst part was like I. T- I totally knew why, and I was totally. You were totally uh, like right for doing. It. And then I was just like, what in this situation do I do? Like say sorry. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like fuck. <laughs> Oops. Ah uh, man. And uh, and like and then you left, and I literally just like sat at the kitchen table, just like. Staring into nothingness for a while, uh, and I was just like, "Fuck me, I'm such a dick bag." <laughs> and then, hopefully, you weren't on acid anymore as much. Not on, that's what I was not for. on acid, but yeah. in the like aftermath of the come down. Yeah. I was just hoping that like he needs to hear this sober. I'm not going to ruin his fucking trip with this. Like, 
That would be the worst thing. If you came out and you were like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then I had an accident. Oh, God, (laughs) man. That would be horrible. So thank you for that. I have to say. I have to say. But, man. And I I felt so, like, fucking... Like, holy shit. And I remember you were, like, gone at work for the whole day. And then the very next day, Kyria and some people were, like, moving couches around. Or, like, moving couches in. And I was just like, oh, help. And then me and Mike were just, like, looking at each other, like, what the fuck? And then, like, we finished moving the couches or whatever the fuck we were doing. I'm just like, Mike, do you want to, like, walk up the mountain or something? Yeah. Like, fuck. And then... Uh, and then I sent I sent you like a like I, I I sent you a text message a lengthy text a yeah, lengthy yeah. text sort of explaining why I behaved the way I did right. like wh- I, I felt so bad I understand blah 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 and you you responded and you're like I get it and I'm, I'm not you, you the way you responded I remember was not still with anger yeah. you were just like yes I just feel shitty about the whole situation yeah. you know and we got past it um, but man <laughs> that was intense <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I've, I've, I, I've, I'm not an angry person at all, at all. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't feel anger. But the the that moment was just like I've never felt so. Not just angry, but betrayed. Betrayed. You know, yeah. that's that's that was the problem. It was. It was like and because you're this you're, moment and you're where also I was able s- to focus my anger on someone. And you're also in such a vulnerable place where it's like your friends are who you need exactly. to be with you the most. You're my support group. You're drinking exactly. 40s with me. Like you were exactly. the ones who were supposed to be like, don't worry about it, man. Like, no, yeah. no big deal. And then realizing that like the entire past week and a half was like, was like this a lie. facade. Yeah. You know, just like where, it, it, I mean, we're, we're over this now. This is no longer me judging you or anything like that. But in the moment I was like, what what why wouldn't you have told me that yeah. that's exactly what i needed to hear this is where you tell your bro this like this is where you do it yeah this is like, what like friends are for exactly and like at the time i was like um like it came up and i was like holy shit no this is what i should have done and the only reason that i didn't was because i thought it would upset you <laughs> yeah obviously and it, and it would have <laughs> yeah but that's the point. But it was you needed to be upset about exactly. that. You had yeah. to go through that. <laughs> exactly. And like the reason I didn't say anything is because I didn't want to cause you more pain. Yeah. That's where that's that's honestly why I didn't of say course, anything. Of course, but so in not doing, I, so, but in not doing so, and causing like pain. way more pain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's really it. That's you know, and it's, 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 that's that's such a like learning thing, right? Like because now I would handle that situation completely differently <laughs> for sure. Definitely, you know. But that's the beauty of, of going through shit like that. Is like yeah. it gets dark and it gets intense, but yeah. you know you get through it and you learn. You know. Yeah. Jesus, man. Oh, that was so weird. Yeah, my life just got turned. It had been turned upside down. What that meant? Those fucking two. And it's almost were like so it's almost like that was worse weird. than the breakup. Oh, it was a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because the breakup was. You know, she she didn't want to talk about it, and she like she was saying like, listen, like these are all the things that like you know like I I just can't deal with this. It's all me. It's all me. Just like these are the things like yeah. that I can't be with you because of the things that I am experiencing, which is frankly, from my perspective, I mean, after learning all this shit, total bullshit, total bullshit. She was just afraid of admitting what what was actually happening. Right. But so like the the breakup happened. I was on like you know a forty a night for like an entire week then teresa came over like yeah like it was just a week of just like (laughs) me being way too drunk to 
exist and just all these weird things happening. Like, okay, so for listeners, got dumped, got fucking wasted the next night, got fucking wasted and was lying in my bed at like two o'clock in the morning. And then my XXX girlfriend showed up in some weird kind of, as she would probably put it, altruistic action of like giving me forgiveness for cheating on her. And just like, what the fuck? Like, literally, I was in such a haze where I, I saw this female silhouette in my doorway and thought it was oh, the girl yeah. who just dumped me coming back. But you it know? was, oh my but God. But it was actually so just another ex girlfriend here oh, for a completely no. fucking different reason. <laughs> like, what the fuck is my life right now? Like, That's Jesus so Christ. And like, the me in this like completely vulnerable state, just like, just like I ended up just like eating her out and just like totally like, you know, yeah. just like playing to her own like weird like power tripping. Yeah, which is what it was really. Oh, totally, totally. That's exactly what it was. You know, just like I am, I am an altruistic being. I will allow myself to forgive you and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Oh God. <laughs> and you know, I was spending the whole week just like trying to meet up with her, being like, hey, let's talk. And she's like, no, no, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. Finally, we met up and it was just like, we ended up having these conversations about her having like, you know, you know, getting into a relationship and having like a miscarriage and like blah, 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 blah. All these crazy fucking things where like, I literally left all these situations hopeful. Like, listen, I can change. I'm going to not only be a better person for you, but I'm going to be a better person yeah. for myself. I'm going to be the kind of person that you would want to be with. Not for you, Sort of for you, and I remember, but also for I remember that. I remember having those conversations after the fact, and you. But were what like, was fucked is like now, now in in retrospect, hearing your side of the story, like, listen, man, I don't think it's gonna happen. And at the time, being like, okay, you're just being a reasonable person. You're just saying what I need to hear about, like, it's not right. gonna happen. Blah blah blah. Like, okay, I respected that. But now looking back, I'm like, oh well, okay. Now I understand why you said it's not gonna happen because she's fucking somebody else already. You know, not already, but like. There was no transition period. It was right. just. I mean, there it is. granted, I didn't understand, um, like the seriousness of, of of. Yeah, yeah, the be, new thing. Yeah, the yeah. new thing. Yeah. You know, I thought it might have been just like a dumb rebound. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, but I, but I what I was gonna say is like I remember you going through that time of like I'm going to be a better person. And I saw you your your moods literally lift up saying, "Yeah. You know what? I don't even I felt good I'm about feel it. feel good and like yeah. and like I ran into her today and we just had this like great interaction." Yeah. And I was like, "That's great, man, but don't do it for her." Yeah. The like the only chance in hell you're going to get her back is if you do it completely 100% for yourself and let the chips where fall where they may. Yeah. You um, know, that was a great lesson for me because like the, But then the I remember idea. I remember like that how up you were in that moment i kind of you were doing it to get her back obviously because i remember you fell back down yeah after yeah you know there was like there was another period of actually realizing that there was no real hope yeah yeah. you know and then and then and then you actually moved on yeah and became you know what that that was a lesson for me in understanding that like you know if if somebody does that to you then you kind of got to write them off, you know, like there, there's no, the idea of getting somebody back. It's just kind of like downplaying your worth as a human being, you know, like, listen, I can be good enough for you to accept me. Like who, you don't, 
that's not what it should be about. Like being good enough for somebody to accept exactly. you. You know, like you, exactly. Like, like you just got to do you. Exactly. And, and find somebody who's totally cool with yeah. you doing you. But you know what? The problem with that was I didn't feel like I was doing me. You know, I got into this point where I was just fucking going to work and coming home, playing video games with her in my bed. The, to be perfectly fucking honest, I don't think I've ever told you this before, but the 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 time that surrounded the breakup, that's when I didn't know that I had Crohn's and I was in a really bad place. Like I was going to the bathroom every fucking 30 minutes and shitting blood. And so like, you know, she would want to have sex and I'd be like, listen, not tonight, not tonight. I'm not telling her like, I just shat blood, right. you know, like I, I hadn't told her like, I, I don't, it's not because I don't want to have sex with you because I find you super fucking attractive and we've had the best sex Ever and I'm super in love with you and super attracted to you, but what I'm not telling you is that I just went to the bathroom and shit blood and I think I'm gonna <laughs> die. Yeah, you know I don't feel that sexy right now. Exactly, and so like only after we had broken up did I did I get the diagnosis and blah blah blah. But like even looking back, but especially at the time, I felt like you know it was like well I'm not fulfilling her needs, so she's gonna look elsewhere, and that's what was really fucking depressing. Is that like. I was in this time where I, you know, needed help emotionally because I, I literally didn't know what was going on with my body. Like, who the fuck shits blood every half an hour? You know, that's not something normal. Yeah. But like, and so I wasn't able to per- perform or, or, or be on the level that she wanted to be Or sexually. even probably more than that, just be like present. Exactly, because all I was thinking about is my fucking rectum. Is my like, asshole bleeding. Yeah, like, you know? what the fuck is that? Um. So... I mean, I, 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 I hope you're not saying that, like, well, I don't even know. Like, what I was going to say is, like, I hope you're not thinking that, like, oh, if I was just, you know, better at talking about it, it would have been different. No, no. But it probably, that's the thing, it wouldn't be. Because, like, if, like, if it was meant to be, it would have meant, been meant to be, you know? And, like, things just go yeah. the way they go. And yeah. you, you have to release a certain amount of control. You know what? I I felt like I've been over it for a while. But at the same time, I feel like I sense this kind of vibe around when we're hanging out all together. That like it's this kind of like subject that is kind of off limits. You know, like like she never talks about him around or she hadn't. She didn't used to talk about him around me. Um, And it was kind of I felt like kind of this understood idea that like. That's just something that we're not going to talk about. But as like the move is coming up and she's talking about living with him and moving to the city and blah, blah, blah. It's just like it's kicking into gear this this feeling that I don't want to feel about like betrayal and just like abandonment and blah, blah, blah. And so time wounds all heals, I guess. But like I went over, she invited me over the other day and like we still hang out and I went over and she said she was in a really bad mood and she just needed to talk. And if I'm going to be perfectly fucking honest, I thought for some reason that the reason that she was in a bad mood is because she was having trouble in her relationship and she wanted to talk to me about it. And so I go over and apparently it was just like bullshit at work. And she's talking about how excited she's, she is about moving into this new place and being with him and blah, blah, blah. And I just like fucking shut down. I was like, Hmm. Okay. And I had to leave. I had to leave. I stayed there for maybe 20 minutes. You know, I was like, I got to go. And like legitimately I had to go. I had to come to the studio and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I was just like, I, you know, it, 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 it conjured up all these feelings that like, I, 
you know, I'm in a fucking relationship now and I'm really like this person that I'm with. But at the same time, like you hearing have, these things, is just like, it brings, Jesus brings Christ. back like, yeah, you don't want to feel like you're this, you're just like the fluffer, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and like, what's weird is like the emotional fluffer. He lives in a different city and like, I mean, and she's moving in June, whatever. But like, you know, I'm, I'm still her friend and you know, we would do things. I, I told her one day, like we went shopping together and <laughs> total, total faux pas. But I was like, I'm your like, like your surrogate boyfriend. You know that, right? And she's like, what? I'm like, I'm the guy that you go do things with because your boyfriend doesn't live here. And she's like, fuck you. I'm like, oh, well, okay. It's fucking true. Like, like you call me when you want to do things that are like yeah. boyfriend worthy. And because I'm such a like piece of shit yeah i, I mean, hate myself i mean granted I granted, granted though you have sort of set things up in a way where you are like quote-unquote friends yeah you know yeah, quote-unquote you know i mean and you are in a lot of ways and so yeah, then yeah. a lot of those times those activities because of the feelings that you probably still have you you now take in this sort of way where it's like i'm your boy i'm your surrogate boyfriend now. you know what it has it, i think it has more to do with me though but because like if i think objectively like, but it's like say, from, say her, for, from her perspective, though, it's like she's just doing things with her friend. Exactly. You know, exactly. But I think there's like there's a there's something maybe that she's not acknowledging. But like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's still something there. But like, if I were to think objectively, you know, say that disappeared and in some crazy world, she was like, hey, let's get back together. Now. I don't know how long it's been, but now I wouldn't do it. There was a I mean, time, there I was mean, a long time where I'd been almost waiting for that moment, you know, where I was like, yeah. okay, then fuck yeah, let's but it's do almost, it. But God to me, damn it, I won. But to me, it's like almost pointless to think about because for her to do that, she needs to like completely change as a person. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But like you know? What, what I'm saying is like the, for so long, I've been kind of like waiting for and almost grooming that moment, you know, like. I'm just I'm your friend, no worries, you know? Like I'm just here just for waiting you. for you to realize how much you love me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, which yeah. is total bullshit like yeah. nice guy move, you know? Yeah. But now and I I don't know for how long I felt this, but like I I'm thinking like no, I wouldn't do it. You know? Like I've I've moved yeah. past that. I've changed yeah, and yeah, I've grown I, as a person. I know I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean, especially coming from like like with me and Nelly, it's like right. Because I held on to that. It was a similar thing. Like, she left me, and it took me a long time to get over. And it got to the point where where I was, you know, trying to hang out with her as a friend. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it because I think, honestly, a lot of it had to do with, like, like the relationship that I had with Nelly was, like, a perfect example of, like, like it's pure infatuation. Right, like it's pure infatuation, and I don't even really know you. And the Dude, times it all happened within like two. The weeks. times, the times when I get, I, mean, I feel like I kind of got to know her yeah. over those like weeks, or it was like a couple of months or something. Yeah. Um, and it was it just moved it happened it fast, moved really fast, yeah. and it got really intense really fast because yeah. I think she was in a pretty vulnerable place, and like I'm always in a vulnerable place, so <laughs> <laughs> like, um, she, and it just. It, so it played out the way it did, and then and we didn't really even break up. That was the weird part. She just like had to right. leave, and she was planning on leaving <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah, and that yeah, was part yeah, of yeah. the equation from the beginning, yeah. right? 
And then I just like, well, I'll see you when you get back and like, we'll see what happens. And I wish I was mature enough to really, really think that, you right. know, but I totally wasn't. I was like hanging on because you're going to come back and we're going to get back together. And that's what I tried yeah. for, but then it just didn't work. Cause like, no, yeah. we weren't together. We weren't, we, we got to know each other. And I think we got to know that we're not right for each other. We're really right. not. Right. But like, A, she's like fucking gorgeous and yep. absolutely one of the most physically beautiful people I've ever met. Right. And like that fucks with me on just a purely <laughs> visceral level. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the whole emotional thing because of what I went through with her and everything. Um, and now, now I'm getting to the point where like, but I don't even know if that's what's going on right now. Cause like I text her now, I'm like, Oh, let's hang out. Like, but a part of me is you also kind of, yeah. Like as much as I'm like, fuck you, I don't want to see you again. We can't yeah. be friends. But uh, you know, the other part of me is like, yeah, let's just hang out. Cause like, I, I like her as a person. Right. Like, we get along in some ways and she's interesting to me. I don't know. Um, uh, what was the last time you saw her? Uh, at the play. Okay. Yeah. She came to see Ernest and Ernestine. You didn't even know she was coming though, is what you told me. Um, no, I knew she was coming. Okay. Maybe not that specific night or I don't know. No, I think I knew. I don't know. But, um, but I don't know. It's like, it's a, it's a, but my point is that I, I understand that feeling of like maintaining the friendship <laughs> in yeah. hopes of yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. something more. And then that becomes sort of what the friendship is based around, yeah. which is kind of, kind of gross. Yeah. You know, you know what though, at the, the same time, that's what it used to be. But now it feels like it's kind of like this exploration into maturity Yeah, and just being like, you know what? Fuck it. What's weird is like I still have this hang up where I, I, I want her to acknowledge that she was wrong, you know, and like we had this meetup like after I discovered this blah, blah, blah. We're like we went out for a drink, you know, it was like we need to talk. Yeah. You know, and then she knew what we wanted to talk about. And like, you know, I tried to call her out on all this bullshit and blah, blah, blah. And then we ended up playing pool and it was fine. But at the same time, there was this part of me where it was just like, wait, you got off easy. You got off so easy. Yeah. Like, Fuck! And now, up until this point, it's still just like, you got off so easy, and like we're friends, and I'm still your friend, and like so you got to like you know do this other thing and still have me as a friend. Good for you. Fuck you. Yeah. But I mean, now it's like, uh, you know what? I like you as a person. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't downplay so. the pain that she went through as a result of the breakup, though. I think I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I was there for it, and I and she, I she was definitely like I'm. I was your f- friend more, so I saw more of your right uh, darkness surrounding it. Yeah. Um. But I I also I also saw some of hers, and it was there. Yeah, yeah. It's not like she was just like meh, bye, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Hey, he's a new guy. Yeah. This wasn't like that at all, yeah. you know. And and it, it's easy to paint that picture, you know. You you assume that the person who dumped you is just like now evil and now is evil and has just washed their hands of you. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, I think she definitely went through a lot of pain around it. Yeah. And you know what? I I've been in that situation, not because I found somebody else, but like I had a girlfriend. Um, I mean, it was right before you moved into De Bouillon, uh, Emmanuel, this like Uh Parisian babe, like covered in tattoos, like (laughs) a nice little, like French crooked nose. And she was 29. I was 23. And it was just like, Oh wow. She was my boss, you know, beforehand. And it was just like this this <laughs> this crazy thing where like we just 
kind of fell in love very quickly and she ended up like coming back to Edmonton with me and meeting right. my yeah, family remember, and all this shit. Told me a little bit about this. And um, I kind of just fell out of love with her. You know, it wasn't yeah. anything. It wasn't like I met somebody else. It wasn't anything that like I could identify as like a reason for not loving her anymore. It just kind of happened. You just, you just did lost and, interest. And that's the thing. And I kind of have to put that in perspective, like having experienced that, like there was a great deal of pain in breaking up with her because, you know, like you, you, you have feelings for somebody like you're, they're, they're a real person and you, you've spent time with them. You've experienced all these things with them and you have to say to yourself, like, wait, this just isn't right. Even though the other party doesn't think that. Yeah. You know, that's what was fucking tough. Yeah. Is like she she wanted to be with me and I didn't want to be with her. Mm-hmm. And so like it, it wasn't like this, you know, like having experienced the other side where I'm trying to antagonize this person yeah. for not wanting to be with me. Like, fuck you. Like why, am, like, why are you doing this to me? But then experiencing it on the other side, it's like, well... No, you just kind of have to acknowledge what's going on in your own life and, and yeah. say like, "Listen, I don't want to hurt you. This is going to hurt you, but and I think we got to just yeah. do it." You know, the only thing I'd add to that is the idea that I think it's common for people in general to like want to create patterns and be like, "Right, yes, uh, this is sort of similar, so I feel this way." But also, when you when you you know look at the like roadmap of your past or whatever you have these people in your life that there's almost nothing really to compare it to. Right. You know, like that, what happened between you and this person is, it stands alone. Yeah, definitely. And it's not, it's like the line from Prince, I would die for you. It's like, I'm not your lover. I'm not I your friend. I'm not your lover. I'm not your friend. I'm something that you'll never comprehend. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, it's just, when you go through shit with people, it's like, you, it, you, there's, it almost goes beyond words, you know? Yeah, like what what you mean to each other, and it gets blurry when you mix that that like l- that romantic love with the friendship. You Radiohead's know? got a good line too. I don't wanna be your friend. I just wanna be your lover. Anyway, <laughs> same thing, but kind of the opposite. I don't like you, but I love you. Don't wanna kiss you, <laughs> but I need to. Uh, you treat me badly. Is that Hazelwood? I love you madly. You really got a hold Hazelwood? on me. Uh, no, it's uh, Smokey Robinson. Oh, shit. I feel like, eh, anyway, same shit. Anyway. People are saying about that for fucking decades. Anyway, but I don't know. To me, that shit is exciting, you know? I, I, it's it's fun. It's and we were talk- To add to what we were talking about last week about um, like whether it's worth going through like um, the hardships of like love and like yeah. you get your heart broken and it sucks. Understanding that it's happened before. This has happened before. But like the big ones of those that you go through, you know, whether it works out or it doesn't, or it, or it, it like it does work out and you end up together forever or you end up breaking up and you get through it or you, you don't get through it and you just kind of like shape your life around this happenstance. Yeah. Like that's just what being a person is. That's just yeah. what being alive is. Like yeah. you have, you have to, that that's that's the fun part about being alive, you know. It sounds corny to hear that kind of phrasing, but <laughs> like it's because then we can have a conversation like this about it, yeah. You know, and yeah. we can we can like you and I can connect about it, right? And like talk about like how those things kind of shape who we are now, yeah. You know, and that's cool. That's so cool, you know. 
because then you're constantly sort of moving forward and growing and then you're turning into something different you know yeah. that's and then you look back like i'm just imagining like looking back at age like 40 at this podcast because we're gonna have this podcast yeah, exactly. in like 30 exactly. years to look yeah. back and listen to when we yeah. married with kids or wherever you we are in dumbass. life like, you dumbass you but thinking? you know what i feel like it's not even gonna be that it's gonna be like that's so interesting that that's who i was yeah and like that's well, that's that, that, that's I, that, that. I almost wish that we had had this because like I, like forever. I, like I feel like, like look, look, like I'm just imagining myself looking back, and th- then me looking back, listening to me talking about <laughs> what it's like to look back. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just so crazy yeah. thing. But like, it's just like that's so interesting that that was my view of the world. What, what's crazy is like, I mean, I was talking about this before, kind of in relation to the asking the question, "Do you know anybody from the 1500s?" Like we're this is this is us this is our life you know and it's it's this is the most important thing to us and yet there's so many everybody else i I was gonna say there's so many people but no everybody else they don't have the exact same experience but they're going through the exact same thing not the exact same thing but like everybody has their own problems and like to to have the idea that like Oh shit! My life is really it's weird like a right different, now. Like everybody is. It's like everybody has that. It's like everybody's using the same like paints, but they're use, painting a different picture. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. That that is like shit. I'm glad you know, that's it's like it's like you're a bunch like, of preschool great, students and you're yeah. all been given the same finger paints, but you're everybody's painting is different. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we we've painted this picture and. And then there's some people who just like pick up their paper and start burning yeah. it or something. But <laughs> there's um fuck I don't remember what it's called. I think it, there was something that I that I heard. It's not a podcast, but I think it's on archive.org. But like the um the something project where like young people interview like their grandparents and their parents and just like try to catalog and archive the the stories of the older generations because now have the ability to do it. You store it online and it's just there. But that's the thing. That's something that I wish that I would have done. You know, my my great granny lived till she was like ninety two or something like that, and I was, I don't know. I think I was maybe like twelve or thirteen when she died. And now looking back, like I wish that I could have had the opportunity to just like sit down with her, with a microphone, and say like, "Tell me what your life is," you know, because. I think I should almost do that with my parents too, you know, like it's really interesting that like, and kind of sad at the same time that I really don't know a lot about my own family, you know, like I I don't know, you know, my, my, my granny's going through this weird dementia stage now where like there's this weird kind of accepted feeling in my family that like it's almost going to be a blessing when she dies yeah yeah, you know, yeah. no like, i've had grandparents go through the same thing for sure and like i i feel like the only the only remnant of their existence is going to be you know first of all the experience that we've had bef- with her before she got to this stage in pictures maybe home videos yeah but then it's kind of tarnished by the you know the last moments of her life yeah Whereas, you know, if you were to do this, you know, say a podcast or even just like a recorded interview with people, then you would have that moment forever, yeah. you know, and like have, have something tangible to say yeah. like, okay, wait, this is I feel who like, they really are. I feel are, like you, you, know? you, ha- I, I, you, you, 
at least in my experience, like for like my grandfather dying, like my mom's mom died. Um, the last mem- real memories I have of her was like going over to her house when I was like seven or eight years okay. old and watching Teletoons. Sure. You know, and she was around and she'd give me candies. And yeah. that was, that was basically Puddings. our relationship. Yeah. Um, and I've talked with my mom about her relationship with her. And that's been really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I feel like I never really had a relationship with right. my mom's mom. Okay. My dad's dad, it was similar, but I, I, I spent more time with him as like a young kid because he, I don't know, for some reason the visits that I had with him were kind of more memorable or they were sure. more frequent or something because he lived, he did live closer to us. Yeah. But he died when I was about uh, 14. Okay. Because I remember that because on my 14th birthday, um, my dad took me skydiving. Oh, wow. And um, like I that, didn't know you were that young when you did Yeah, it. yeah. talked about it before. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and it was just around that time that we went skydiving and then um, we went to like within the next day or two we went to visit my dad's dad right um my grandpa and uh the, this is like my last real memory of him was just and this is and this is what my family talks about is just his sense of humor okay and the way that he's he's kind of a guy who's like always looking for the joke okay. in a certain situation awesome. like he wasn't like i've talked to my family members and it's not like he was like the best father he had like problems with alcohol sure. it wasn't ever really that dramatic but it was just like you know there there was there was problems there yeah. but that that the, the, the that sense that kind of sense of humor informed i think a lot about my dad's sensibility okay you know and like you always take sort of the ideally the best parts of a person and then put that forward yeah. right in the same way that i hope to take the best parts of my dad and then sure. you know, take those and put yeah, those yeah. forward and it's like i remember going to my i just had this like great belly laugh with my dad in the moment and my my dad was like, "Hey, me and Andrew just jumped out of a plane." And my grandpa was like, "Did you have a parachute?" <laughs> and it's kind of a dumb joke to like try to replicate, but in the moment, like it just hit me and my dad. Like yeah. it was just so funny. That's beautiful. And I was just like, "Did you have a parachute?" Yeah. And like that that just that memory just like is what's stuck in my head of my memory of him, you know, and. Like me telling it now isn't doing that moment. No, justice, I get it. I but get you, it. You get. You, yeah. you know what I mean, right? What? It, and then when and then when he died, it's like, it was that kind of thing. It's like he was like eighty five, yeah. or something like that. It's like he lived a full life, yeah. and it's hard to be really broken up about it. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. kind of just like you're just kind of letting go, right? Right. And I asked my dad like what he felt because like as the grandson, I didn't really feel a great loss. Like it was I, your cause, grandpa. Cause he was old. Yeah, he was old, and I didn't feel like he was a big part of my life dad, anyway. It so was it wasn't it dad. wasn't a big loss, yeah, right? It was like his I'm, dad. I'm imagining my dad's mom dying, right? And that is a loss. Right. That's a real loss that I'm gonna go through one day, right? right? Or losing my parents, like that's a if my, one of my parents was to die, or like you or anybody that I re- yeah. that's a real loss, yeah. right? When my grandpa died, I didn't feel like it was a loss that mm-hmm. way, but I asked my dad like what he felt about it, and he honestly didn't say that much more than that like he, right. his feelings about it was kind of like like i don't even know if he like really like cried about it or yeah or really really felt i'm sure he felt but the biggest the one thing that he said was like now i you feel the mortality like right it's like i'm next okay, you know like I'm, sure. that, that's what he that was the main thing that he said was like huh. like i feel like i'm i'm now the next one who's gonna go like that's right. that's that was the thing that he said to me so i don't i don't know i don't know yeah that's the thing my my both my grandfathers have died 
um, my grandmother on my dad's side is fucking with it. She's like in her eighties. She's like the like the the a member of her town council, and just like she can, you know, you can have a great conversation with her. She remembers all her grandkids' birthdays. She's fucking with it. My grand granny, we call her. My grandmother on on my mom's side. It's like in her seventies, and she's fucking toast man she's mentally not yeah. there and you know like I, I talked my my grandfather on my mom's side died in his late 60s he'd already had like a triple bypass in his heart like he died of a heart attack after that and um, I was like 14 and the same kind of thing like I, I felt a loss like we, we, I, we lived like a few blocks away from him and so like I would hang out with him all the time I remember he used to take me to the uh, to Snow Valley to snowboard, and so like he would just sit in the chalet and like watch me snowboard, and he was like super happy with the fact that I was like snowboarding and stuff. And uh, we it was actually kind of cool. Like a couple weeks before he died, we ended up having just like this. Looking back retrospectively, it's like super important, but when it happened, it was just a thing. Like we went and we built this like um, birdhouse together. And it's like now we've got this great memory of like this birdhouse that's like this right. tangible thing of like this thing my grandpa and I did. But he died and you know obviously both my parents were broken up about it. I was super broken up about it and it happened and then it was just like, you know, my granny now has to live by herself and blah blah blah. And when my grandfather on my dad's side died, he had had colon cancer and he was like in the hospital for a while. He had gone back home and he had a heart attack in my grandfather and grandmother's um, condo. Uh, he ended up having a heart attack and smacking his forehead on the counter on his way down. And my dad, I guess what everybody has to do, which seems so fucking alien at the time, was go and identify the body. <laughs> and they identified the body and they saw the like big mark on his head from hitting the counter. And when my dad told me about it, he laughed. He was just like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, he looked like shit. <laughs> like he, like yeah. not only did he die, but he smacked his head on the way down. Yeah. And like, it felt so weird to me at the time. I was like, that's your dad. Like, how can you laugh at him dying? Like, what the fuck is that all about? But like, you know, he'd experienced like, you know, he would go to coffee with his dad and he would say like, you know, when I die, blah, blah, blah. My dad would be like, no, you're not going to die. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it, it, it's just this weird thing that like, we're going to have to experience like my parents are in their fifties. Yeah. Your parents are probably in their fifties. Yep. And you know, sometimes I feel like I'm getting older very rarely. I still feel like I'm fucking 17, <laughs> but at the same time, like that's something that we're going to have to acknowledge, you know, like it, Yeah. It, it's weird. It, it, for some reason, it always comes back to this podcast. You know, I feel like we're doing something, I mean, whether anybody's listening to this or not, at this point, it doesn't exist. But at the same time, there's this archive that, you know, if if you want to even say something like immortality exists, this is kind of what it is. Yeah. You know, like this is. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not just like, you know, like I've made music and I've made albums and like that's something that exists in, in terms of like how I express myself. But this thing 
is like there's no escaping or denying or, or, or oh yeah no I love that, like, I love who I, am. I love the podcast man I think it's one of the greatest creations I think we've done yeah at least definitely. that I've I've done in my life yeah. like in terms of like the way it makes like gives me this kind of like you know like jazz jazzed up quality yeah like. And I, you know to 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 connect it with the other passion of my life. I'm just is, gonna let is, you keep talking about that because I got a piece. Yeah, yeah, it. go for it. I'll go after you. But to connect this podcast to the other great passion in my life, which is doing plays, um, it's it's similar in some ways, but it's also completely different in other ways, which makes you know makes it interesting to talk about it. But that's a really ridiculous sentence. It makes it interesting to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but um, with theater, it's like I've thought about like why I like acting so much and why I like doing plays and doing theater. And the the the, the sentence that I've come up with is that it's just a visceral, emotional, experiential study of of human behavior and humanity and what it means to be alive in the world and be in relationships with people and go through your life. And so by studying great plays and great, you know, great stories about people's lives and reenacting them and to get as close to the truth of the moment as you can, by doing that, you, you learn about yourself and you learn about the people you're working with. And to me, whenever I do plays, the people I'm working with are, are oftentimes my best friends. And so when I do plays, I'm like, it's like what I was just saying is like, it's a visceral experiential study of just human behavior. <laughs> right. And by doing plays and by acting out stories, uh, you learn about yourself and you learn about the people around you because you're trying to get to as close to the reality of that yeah. moment as possible yeah. to tell that story. Right. And to, like, that's the one passion of my life. And this is the only thing that really comes close doing this podcast. And it's like, you're living in the moment you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, what's going on in your life and it's very relaxed and it's, it's in, in the best cases, just like this open dialogue and, you know, I'm doing it with my friend and then we bring guests on and I'm learning mm. about these people and it's just this other way where we're, we're recording it. Whereas yeah. theater, it's like you're living for the moment. It's ephemeral. It's, it's completely ephemeral, ephemeral unless it's, you it's, film it, but it's all even that, not All the that same. matters in the moment is, is this moment that's happening, right? Yeah. And, you know, I feel like this podcast right now where it's not like, you know, we want to, you know, stay present in it. Yeah. But a lot of what's, what makes this cool is that we're recording it. <laughs> exactly. It's being archived. Yeah. And we're going to be able to go back to it. You know, with a play, you can watch a film of it, but it's not going to be the same. Yeah, exactly. The beautiful thing about a play is that it ends after every moment. It's over. And then when you finish a play, it's done. You know, something it's that completely done. It's com- no matter how good technology gets. A you're play, not be in it. You're, yeah. you'll never experience it again. Yeah. You will not, you know, unless virtual reality gets really good, yeah. unless that, that might Something happen. Something that <laughs> continuously surprises me about this podcast is that, like, the, the, I mean, the, the idea that, that it's being recorded definitely lends, you know, some kind of value. Is that okay? Oh, you just gotta uh, kind of unscrew the bottom so that the the, the main post oh. isn't on the yeah yeah there you go. Um, <laughs> oh, what was I saying? Um, the idea that like I was really afraid starting this podcast, thinking that like 
because it's being recorded, it's going to have some kind of weird, you know, it's going to add a layer of kind of like insecurity or, or it's going to compromise the, the conversation that happens because of the fact that we know that it's being recorded when in fact it's actually done the opposite. Like the fact that right now Andrew's gone to the bathroom and I'm talking by myself to, I mean, who who knows who's actually listening. Maybe it's going to be me in 20 years. Maybe it's somebody who's actually listening to this podcast and who actually gives a shit. But at the same time, like one of the things that weirded me out about starting this is like, why, you know, like you get drunk and, or you get high and you think like, oh, wow, we had this great conversation. I wish we were were to record that recorded that but no that's actually really cool like the idea that recording something can you know just put it in time you know this is a moment that i've experienced and that i'm experiencing right now but anybody listening this is in the past you know i i I don't know if this actually makes any sense i don't know really where i'm going with this but it's a moment in time this is this is who I am. This is who I am right now. I'm I'm sitting in a room filled with cigarette smoke at 1224 uh on a Thursday morning, Wednesday night, February 26th, and this is me. And I I, I look back even a year ago or 2 years or 3 years or 4 years, I feel like I wish that I would have had some kind of archive to experience what I was like at that time because I feel completely different now. The only thing the only thing that I have from those times in my life are, you know, writing music or writing in a journal, which I have not been adamant about. I think the only thing that I could ever look back on and experience is music, and I do that sometimes. Like uh, some albums that I've created... You know, the last one I did was in 2011. That's fucking four years ago. And I look back on that now, and when I listen to it, I can hear and feel what I felt at that moment. And whether it's good or not, whether I actually can objectively say that I enjoy listening to that, like, that's that's arguable. But at the same time, like, that's a moment in time that I can look back on and be like, this is who I was in 2011. And so now with this, I can say this is who I was in 2014, 2015, but n- not in like a weird abstract and it's point not of a, view. It's not, it's not a photograph that like brings back different memories. It's like a three-hour conversation. Exactly. There's no ambiguity about it at and I for, all. I forget if I mentioned this to you, but like I, uh, I know I mentioned it to you, but I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but I remember I listened to the Rowan episode. Right. And I literally had like, – like I listened to the whole thing while I was at work. Yeah. And then later that day, I, w- I had that thought of like, man, it was really great hanging out with Rowan. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Like, I really enjoyed like seeing him again. Two weeks ago. <laughs> and I was like, I hadn't seen him in like weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. And I was just like, man, I haven't, I didn't see him for that much longer than yeah. it felt. But Well, and that's what's interesting about like, so it's one thing for us to be listening back on this podcast and hearing yourself. But what kind of drew me into podcasts in the first place is that like, you're listening to these people that you have never met that you've got no, you know, previous interactions with. Yeah. Like, but you're like, you're you like, know, like our regulars, like DVDSA or Joe Rogan or yeah. Duncan Trussell or whatever. And you feel like you're just hanging out. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like, you know, it's not, it, it's already happened. You know, it's not live, 
but it it's really that's it's and really that's strange. that's the beauty of it that's that's the the uh, and it's like in a way it's like a really direct and i would call it an art art form yeah in yeah, a weird way yeah totally it's not like, but like almost the like in an accidental way and know? the difference is that it doesn't take a lot of craft it's not like you have to learn a discipline. So the only like you thing have, you have to be able to do is be just kind, gift of just kind of open, and like yeah. that's what beer is there for. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. the, where the art comes in. Is like yeah. if you're gonna sit down sober and just open up, yeah, you know, but and be comfortable. But like that, that's the beauty of like you were you were saying, like you know, why I love DVD ASA so much is because you know I just feel like a part of this crazy fucking crew of people, yeah. And because they've recorded hours and hours and hours <laughs> of conversations, I feel like I know these people, yeah. you know, as, 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 like, as well as I know a lot of my friends, yeah. you know, not my really close friends. I wouldn't put it in, the, in that same level, but like a lot of the people that fill up my life, um, I feel like I'd spent as much time with people on these probably podcasts. Probably less, man. A lot of people who probably I consider less. really probably good friends, I probably had a lot less like of their voices in my ear than some of the podcasts I've listened to. Like I spend like for a while there, I sp- like DVD ASA was always in my ear for yeah. hours a day, yeah. hours a day with Joe Rogan, you yeah. know, and, I, and you feel like they're your buddies, you know, you know what, that's, what's kind of crazy is like, I know n- like nobody's really listening to this. Maybe somehow it'll catch on. Maybe not. But if anybody does go from episode one to episode 16, they're going to know a lot more about us than, a lot of our friends for sure that's what's fucking crazy and you know what, it, what what's interesting is like I, i've talked about this before like i don't want my parents to listen to this if i were to die <laughs> something in my will would be like i would give them the link yeah you know i give them the <laughs> link in my will to be like i mean i feel like Mom, i feel Dad, like it's gonna get really to a am. point and i feel like it's just part of growing up is where you don't give a fuck if your parents listen like totally i'm getting you know, i'm I would getting lo- more and i would more love there. to have my parents on the podcast that's the thing. If they ever come to the city, they're going to be on the podcast. I'm still not going to tell them what it is. Oh yeah. To listen to, but oh, if yeah. they ever fucking come, like that is a that is it would be primo. Oh, me too, man. You know what's funny is that like in in like denying my parents the ability because I've told you this before. They want to hear it. They're like, oh, I want to hear your podcast. I'm like, no, no, never, never. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I I think they don't. What they don't know which would probably make them feel really happy is how much we actually talk about our parents on this podcast yeah you know like i feel like when when i've told them like no you can't listen to it blah 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 they like feel a little excluded they're like oh i just want to be a part of your life you know yeah. i just want to have yeah. this part you know i want to have this connection with you and this this weird secret thing that you're doing without us but it's hilarious that i don't want them to hear it but i think i've talked about them in every single episode you know like, because when it gets down to it, like they're the most influential people in your life. That's who we for are, sure. you yeah. know. Yeah, and like you, the most for sure. And I think it kind of kind of comes down to everyone. Like even a lot of podcasts I've listened to, they talk about the lack of connection they've had with their parents. You know, like yeah. whether it's the amount of connection you have, or the lack of connection, or the absence, or the inclusion, it's still kind of who you are. You know, like oh that, hell yeah, that's definitely who I am. I mean. Yeah, yeah, and one one a really, really, really funny point that has come up on the Dan Savage podcast is, um, this isn't directly related, but it's kind of related. Is like, especially when it comes to, because um, <clears throat> what comes up a lot on the Dan Savage podcast is, um, 
young homosexual people who are coming out to their parents. And that's right. just a struggle. Yeah. And that's something that I don't have really any connection to, even among my friends. Like, I've never had a friend who was, like, in closeted or, like... Well, I'll tell you about my the, brother. Okay, well, you, you can tell that story after. Yeah, but, yeah. like, what I was saying was, like, some people go through this thing with you know, being closeted and society is like repressing who you are and then your parents full on reject you. Yeah. And that's so fucking crazy, I can't you know? Imagine and that. I only, I only really think about it because I listen to Dan Savage so much yeah. and I'm just like, because I've heard this story told so many times from so many different viewpoints from so many different people, yeah. but it's the same story. Um, what, what's crazy is like, I know that like I've met your parents a couple of times, but at least from what you've told me about them if you were to tell your parents you're gay it wouldn't no it wouldn't it wouldn't no matter at all yeah. it w- really wouldn't um and because like, i have like an uncle who's gay and yeah. like um i don't know what he went through personally i've talked to him a little bit about it but not not really but um <clears throat> what, what i was gonna say was like he, dan savage has this point where he's like his biggest point to people who are fully rejected by their family and he's like you have your biological family. Yeah. They're your biological family. You have to go out and find your logical family. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, that's such a great point. Isn't that so funny? Because like, that's what it is, yeah. right? It's finding people. And, you know, it sort of connects to my idea because, like, I'm an only child, right? Right. So people ask me, like, what is it like to grow up without siblings? That's so interesting that's to me because I've just me. had siblings in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. But I would compare it to the idea of, you know, somebody who grows up without a father who then finds people in their life to fill that father right, figure role. Right. You find people who fill yeah. that role for you. Um, and like for me, like I've found people like Jake, for example. I think Jake's my brother. Right. Jake's my fucking brother. Like I won't see him for 10 years. I'll see him again and we'll be we'll be that tight. On the same you level, know? yeah. So like my my brother, I remember this moment. I think I was I think I was 16 at the time. He would have been 14. And um, he he was in dance, you know. I remember growing up, and he was in dance. And kids in my grade would be like, "Hey, man, your brother's like so gay. He's a dancer, blah blah blah." I'd be like, uh, "Don't call my brother gay. Like, my brother's not gay. Don't call him gay." And it was like it was weird because like at that Did time, you ever like, call your brother gay? No, no, no. Um, I we had a really tumultuous relationship when we were like when I was in puberty, like. I was a really abusive brother. Well, like, you're younger than him though, right? Older. Oh, you're older. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so I'd like, I'd beat him up and stuff like just a brotherly kind of thing. But at the same time, I feel really bad about it now, but like it, it, it got bad. And at it's some just time. you and your brother, right? Yeah. Just me and my brother. And, um, but I remember I haven't fucking, we have to, we have to get your brother. On oh, the I podcast. know. He'll be here. He'll it'll, be here. It'll happen. Um, but, uh, I don't remember. I think we were like watching a movie together or something. And, it just, it came upon me to ask the question. I was like, so, like, listen, man, are you, oh. Oh, really? No. So, anyway, we were watching a movie, and uh, for some reason, I ended up just asking him, like, hey, Adam, so, are you gay? And he said, no, man, no. Okay, we ended up watching the movie a little bit longer and I went to bed. And then I heard a knock on my door. And, uh. I just sent you the link to season four. <laughs> okay. Sorry. And, uh, I got a knock on my door. 
I opened it and he was like, hey man, so about what you asked before, I'm pretty gay. <laughs> that, like I'm that, pretty pregnant. Yeah, no, he's like, I'm pretty gay. I'm like, oh, okay, man, cool. And like, yeah, my parents are totally cool with it. Like, obviously. I mean, I say obviously, but, you know, hearing all these stories about other people, it's like, apparently it's not that obvious. But yeah, man, I feel like if you, if you love somebody, you know, especially if it's your fucking child, you can't have these like, preconceived notions about who they're supposed to be you know you hear these stories of like you know a a parent thinks their kid might be gay or like a little effeminate like let's just put you into football you got to do manly things and blah 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 you're you're just in fucking denial and like it's one of those things that um is so crazy the fact that people are still homophobic or people are still racist yeah, it has or, nothing to do with who you are. Like, like, you shouldn't have to think about, like, whether your son or daughter is fucking and then, somebody and then, and then you, at and all. Then, and then you just hear, like, the echoes of it, where you have sort of a degree of homophobia existing in the idea that I hope my son's not gay because then he'll have to, like, suffer a lot, you know? I guess, which yeah. is Which is, which I hear from people, and then I'm like, I can understand that. But it's also the way you deal with that is just by celebrating them. Yeah. And like, you know, tr- like actively tr- making their life as, you know, as good as you can possibly make it and giving yeah. everything that you can to, you know, as you would to a straight person, you know. And then and then that's how and I feel like in a couple of in a few generations I would hope and I think it will just be done with. Like, I think so. You know, well, dude, it, it's moving that way. Like, I, I think it's getting to the point. Give it a few years, it's going to be not an issue. It's I heard be the a funniest, but one of the funniest things that I, I I saw Chris Rock, and it wasn't his stand-up. It was just an interview with him talking about, um, <laughs> he was talking about like how white people think of them tell themselves of being progressive. And it's like, oh, we're getting, we're going to be progressive, and he's okay. like, you're not being progressive white people are just getting less crazy (laughs) and like yeah it's like no it's like you can't own people as property that's crazy (laughs) yeah white people are just getting less crazy right right and like that's the only thing that was going through my mind through the whole lincoln movie Mm. i'm just like (laughs) i can't take this seriously because like i never actually saw it it's it sucks don't watch it it's horrible it's like a it's like a Daniel Day-Lewis is good, of course he's good, right. but like the story itself, it feels just like a history sure. like reenactment, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, but it's like, you know, it's supposed to be this great dramatic thing and like it's this, this you know, this big film and it's just like, you're, this movie is about white people getting over the fact that they can't own black people. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, this, I've got no connection to that. <laughs> Like it's yes, it's important. It's an important moment in history, but it's also like so insane that this even happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, you know. And it's easy for me to say now from this perspective where I'm at. And if I lived a hundred years ago, and I can't believe that it was even that long, like that, <laughs> that short, short of a time, yeah. or like a hundred and fifty years ago, it's like what the fuck, man. I don't know. Where, um, where I mean, uh, that th- I was not expecting that little glitch to happen. Um, oh shit! And it did. But uh, we are already at uh, we're at th- three hours, my friend. We're at three. Uh, 
that's i feel like we can we can wrap it up i'm good wait uh you've got one queued up i'm I'm, yeah i'm sure you do yeah um but man it felt so good to just like get back to you back to fucking basics man uh for anybody listening thanks for joining us in season one apparently is what we're gonna call this season one finale season one finale it's been a great ride we'll start we're we're gonna start What 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 do you think about um like visions for the for the future vision for the future i think just i've got no no qualms with how we've done it so far i mean uh I hope to have some more wanna, interesting people get, on. I want to get more. I want to get more people we don't know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I've known are, everybody on the podcast, so except bring, for well, you didn't know strangers. Nikki Raisins. I didn't but, know Nikki Raisins, but but like people, we don't. I mean, we already have gotten all the people we kind of shoot the shit with every day. So yeah, find some strangers, man. Find just bring in a tenant. Be like, hey, you can't pay your rent. Come, uh, <laughs> come be on the podcast. In lieu of paying your rent. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I wish I could. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next Wednesday, motherfuckers. And uh, good night. Here's the prince. <laughs>